0: Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast for Round 1 Team List Tuesday Palooza. It's great to have everyone back for an exciting 2023 fantasy season uh, coming up ahead. I'm your host Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. How are you going, Mitch? I'm well, mate. How are you going? Well, bit of a bit of a big day. Lots on. Yeah, it's it's been a bit like that,
1: and we've got plenty of stuff to crack into in Teamless Tuesday. There's some big news heading our way, so be good
0: to get through it. That's it. So let's find the next guy that we've got to talk to, which is uh, Nick Lord, who's our stats guru and fantasy nugget. How are you going, Nick?
2: What it do, baby? Going good, going good, mate.
0: Excellent. So guys, uh, look, thank you everyone who has joined our Boom or Bust leagues. Our head-to-head leagues are now full. We've made some more and they're all filled up as well. So thanks for everyone joining so quickly. Our overall league is still open with 626 players joined already. So thank you for those who have already joined. If you're listening and you haven't joined, uh, look out on our website. The code is pretty much on every promo. So, looking at this though, Mitch, let's crack into this, the big news from today. Luke Thompson out for minimum six months with an ankle. What's yeah. doing?
1: Mate, it's, it's tricky to say exactly what because obviously at this stage, they're being a little cagey. But there aren't too many ankle injuries that could have you out for that long. You were saying one, which is possibly a compound fracture. Uh, and then my other suspicion given they said it's at least six months and the severity of its nature i do wonder if it's a fractured dislocation which i'm hoping that's not the case because you probably won't see luke for the remainder of the season if i'm right on that one But you know generally our syndesmosis is somewhere between that six to eight week mark lateral ligament strains we talked about that there just aren't many injuries other than a like a liz frank which we usually refer to as a foot not an ankle injury that can rule a player out for so long so unfortunately i'd say that's Pretty much season done for Luke and uh, puts a massive hole in the Tigers. Uh, the, the Dogs uh, 2023 campaign, like they're one of the teams I was probably most excited about. That hurts them big time. That's an $800,000 player sideline for the year. Um, The other big news, Nico Hines out with a calf. Look, we were talking about this last week and I actually felt like perhaps it was more precautionary. I do still wonder if that's the case. Nico is still a major part of this Sharks operation, calf niggles can be difficult to shake, it's the first game of the season, I would think he will probably be back next week, but if not, definitely the week after, obviously that's going to have huge implications for whether you take him or clear it at the start of the season, but moving forward, once he's back, I do think he'll be pretty much the Nico we know, and then the final one's Dane Gagai, who also sustained a calf injury, and he's Going to be out for at least, I would say, two to four weeks. But I can't imagine too many serious fantasy owners are going to be picking up Dane.
0: No, not round one. So let's ha- let's get cracking into the teams, not waste too much time. Eels versus Storm, game one, ComBank. Guys, I might go to this one if I can on a Thursday. Oh, wait, this is in like two days' time. Maybe I'll go. <laughs> but <laughs> the Eels team. So, guys, not a huge number of changes here from the traditional side. The big news is is that uh, Bailey Simonson is been named on the wing. Wonga Blake is in centre. Matt Dury and Bryce Cartwright have been named in, uh, on the edge because of uh, Sean Lane has a broken jaw and Ryan Madison is out for three games. Jermaine Hopgood is going to pick up that DPP as he has been named at 13, as all of us want. And Hodgson is the hooker. Uh, looking at this one, Jack Murchie and Jira Momasea are on the bench. Looking at this, guys, first question for you. I want to talk about Hodgson. Because looking at this bench, we have got Momosia, Jack Murchie, Wiramu Gregg, the world's largest hairy man, and uh, Makahisi Makatoa. There's no one playing hooker minutes <laughs> in this squad. Will we be seeing... Uh, Josh Hodgson for 80 minutes. Mitch.
1: You you may well, and I hate you telling me that sort of information because I'd put a big fat red line through Josh because of his Mm -hmm. injury history. And at 500, hey, an 80-minute hooker is very tempting given that otherwise, as we were just discussing, I'm basically playing premium dollar for a top hooker who's unlikely to increase value. So the short answer is, yeah, I can't see anyone obvious other than Mitch Rain coming in who isn't named uh but oh mate i'm pretty i I am shocked that they've done this given that he's barely had any game time the last two three years with all the injuries he's had it's it's a very interesting
0: move mitch do you reckon that knee instability that he had like they possibly didn't do like the full acl surgery on it like it was more like some preventative stuff which just knocked him out
1: uh maybe probably not i would say they, they would have gone the whole hog w- when was the surgery though
0: uh, round one last year, remember he got, he got it was the first round last no, year, so he had the full 12 it. months. No, they do the full thing. Easy. Definitely.
1: But, you know, anyway, he, he, he could still do it again. We remember Terry Campese had six in his career, so it's not unusual to redo them. Fair enough.
0: All right, so with that in mind, Nick, you, you thinking about Hodgson at all This as a bit of a choice there?
2: Mate, it's a nice price, um... So, that's what's getting me tempted to 532k for a potentially 80-minute hooker. I'm um, just looking through our preseason notes. We sort of wrote him
1: off, didn't we? Yeah, um, I, put the, I put the red text to throwing because of his injury history. I don't think we let well, it go
0: any further than that. I, was, I had some interest there, but the I'm just thinking here, 80-minute hooker uh, has a bit of ball-making, uh, ball-playing capacity in him and a great set of forwards to work with. Talking me into it, you jerk. Sorry.
1: 2.7% ownership. So if he does go down or have a dud game, we lose our
0: shirts. That's true. So, all right, we'll we'll look, be thinking about him. The other thing, just looking at uh, this side here, we actually have, uh, for the Eels team, we have two edge back rowers that we could choose from. So Matt Dury is an edge uh, for 250k, as is the Cardi Party, Bryce Cartwright. So, both 250k guys would either be interested in either player. Nick?
2: Uh, I've got Matt During my side currently. Um, as really, uh, Bryce Cartwright has had plenty of opportunity to establish himself, and he hasn't. So, I've I, I no idea which edge either of them are going to play on, to be honest. And really, Sean Lane's is locked up. He, he's playing... Left edge or is he... Uh, Bryce Cartwright right? in
0: 11 is normally would be playing left edge, which is where Sean Lane is. Matt DeRue is yeah, so, playing yeah, right that's
2: edge. Yes, I mean, so Bryce is filling in for Sean Lane, so I'd definitely go Dury based on that, right?
0: I like your thinking, Nick. Uh, yes, I, I prefer Matt DeRue. I think Bryce Cartwright's probably got more points in him per game just due to that offload that he does have, but... I think that, uh, yes, Dury is probably the better long-term pick. He might be a little bit of a slower burn, but a safer one. All right. Uh, we'll just talk about the last guy that we probably want to talk about here, guys. Jermaine Hopgood. Is there any reason why you would not start with him in your side?
2: Mate, I can't believe. I got him like, eighth round in the draft or something like that on the weekend. I couldn't believe it. You know, he's got to be worth... Forty five points or something like that, right? Maybe even fifty plus. We, like we don't you can't really make a accurate projection, but really there's fifty plus uh forty five minimum type of upside, right, Stu?
0: There is huge upside, I think, with Josh uh sorry, with uh Jermaine Hopgood. So I'm not sure why people would not be on him. I think you will see those teams which don't have him will just be hammered as time goes on. I'm just pulling up his trial game now. Come on, Eels. Now, he obviously. He 73, didn't he? Trials. Uh, that was in the. He, 63 in the second game. Yeah, 70 odd in the Indigenous and 63 against what well, was mostly a full string night squad. I know that people, uh, I don't want to call him uh, Murray 2.0, but very Murray like. Lots of effort, always around the ball, always in the picture.
2: Love it. I've already got Cam Murray, so That gives me two of them, right?
0: Even easier. Okay, so guys, we're very high on Hopgood. Uh, and we're so so for the Eels. Uh we're pretty keen on Dury. Mitch, you keen on Dury as well? Oh uh, lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Excellent. Uh not so much in Bryce Cartwright, and we're all a bit worried about Josh Hodgson, but his price He's is spicy. tempting. He's spicy
1: he is ultra spicy but I, I'd be breaking my rule for 2023 if I took him and I'm just sitting here going don't do it uh but perhaps I'll convince perhaps I'll convince the other half to chuck him in her team so that she can uh bring some tears to your eyes Stu, when she
0: knocks you over when in the when she places oh exactly I'm it'd be interesting to actually see what happens there because uh he's one of those guys I think you could have in there but only if the rest of your team is rock solid right
1: that's look, and and we're going to talk about pro- this probably as the podcast goes on. But I think you know, and I've alluded to this that I'm not taking any. I'm going to have a no dickhead policy and no busted policy. But you do have to take some risks in fantasy. So perhaps that's where I take it. But I don't know. Josh Hodgson has a pretty bad history of injuries. I, I just don't think I can do it. And I'm not convinced the Eels are going to get out to a, an amazing start. And he they, they could sort of bring in Rain and he might lose minutes. So we'll see.
0: And that's it. Now, the, the other one, guys, uh, Sean Russell uh, has not been named. I don't know if I've seen him in quite a few sides because he did actually look pretty good in the preseason. But he has outside of the 22. Wow, so he, he's nowhere to be found. So moving on, guys, let's look at the other side of the ledger, Melbourne Storm. So, guys, Eli Katoa. Nick, I, I know I was chatting with Mitch before about Ellie Katoa is keen. Are you keen on Eli Katoa?
2: Yeah, he's a lock for me.
0: Fair enough. So, yep, I think we're we're all liking good ball. He'll be playing. Um, he'll be getting the good ball from Munster, won't he? On that edge, or is it from? Yeah, his... he's a
2: good good hole runner. Yeah, uh, he's just a lock for me. Excellent. Passes the eye test. He's got the pedigree from prior fantasy years. He's just he's what is he like? The sleeping giant waiting to be reawakened from a fantasy relevancy. So, he's a lock for me.
0: Excellent. So, guys, make sure you find Elie Kato on your side, 4.48 on an edge. He's another edge. But remember, Jermaine Hopgood, just chuck you on your bench. He'll end up with dual player status from around 5 p.m. tomorrow, everyone home. So, and just put Elie Kato on your starting team. Now, on the other edge, guys, we have Trent Liero. So, he's 3.89K on an edge. Guys, play pretty well in the preseason game. How are we feeling about Trent Liero? Nick? He's been on my
2: side for the last couple of weeks or so. Really nice price at 389 k for a starting edge. What's his minutes potentially looking like? Because I think he sort of can make a choice between that type of player and like a Matt Dury and you know pocket that extra 139 k which would really help you potentially in other areas. That's sort of my thinking at the moment and that's what I've done. So okay. I've just downgraded Loyero to Dury.
0: Excellent. Uh, Mitch, so I think Trent Lear will be playing uh, on the left-hand side, so I believe that'll be near... Uh, is it? Will it be near Munster on the left-hand side over there? I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it would be. Are we concerned that Sims, once he comes back from his calf
0: injury, might take over on that side? That's the question. Will, will Sims play at 13 or off the bench, or will we see him on an edge, do you reckon? Oh, I still think Sims has it. I think for whatever reason... He found himself in the doghouse
1: with uh, Hook. When I was down at Jubilee watching Tarek Sims play, I don't think he's lost that many steps with his ability to play and I really do think that he's still got it. So I would be concerned and I find it hard to believe the Storm would bring him in if they're not going to at least give him a crack at the starting squad. And By all reports, he's still an absolute unit. Uh, as far as... He's not head washed, head. eh? He's definitely not washed yet. He's not washed. I think he was just in the doghouse. So I'm a bit nervous about Trent Liero, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, I was just hoping that it would push out Joshie King, but you got it right. It is a risk. So guys, uh, just make sure if you do pick up Trent Liero in your team uh, that you're watching week to week because you may need to pull him at some point because off the bench, he's just there's no value there. Now, a guy that there is value for, Mitch w- uh, Warbrick so will walbrick from the storm we were talking about his performance with a 52 point uh with uh 52 points against the warriors 57 post contact meters has he made your so
1: yeah mate i've put him in there he's got to be in the squad you you sold me mate the 230k uh he's playing for the right team he'll probably get the occasional meat pie it's a bit of a no brainer on on a uh a position that there isn't much value, as we were chatting about before. And uh, I think teams like the Storm will typically benefit from the rules changes yeah. that we've seen for the NRL this year.
0: That's it. And Mitch Ryan Pappenhausen, like they've talked about him, you know, six to eight weeks being really uh, optimistic. I know that the coach has come and said uh, he's well behind where they thought he would be at this stage as well. He's so, still uh,
2: running in water, he's not even running yet.
1: Boys, not- I, I cannot articulate how bad this injury is. It's like, if I took a gun and shot it at your kneecap, it would be the same thing. It's like, you may never properly play again. It's bad. It's really like, bad. An NFL guy ended up playing again after getting shot in the leg in the
0: same season, didn't he? Yeah, but he got shot in the meat of the leg, not the kneecap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just joking, mate. It's <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, like you know, when, when you kneecap someone, you're trying to maim them. Jack Whiten has maimed poor Ryan Pappenhausen. It's like... Dude, guys, you'll be lucky to function. Uh, it's bad. I, I hope he gets back. I really do. But I, I would not be surprised if we didn't see him the rest of the year. I really wouldn't. We okay. might, but I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Okay. So, look, Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously, we've given the flick too. But so, that's a big tick for Will Warbrick, right, everyone? Nick?
1: Yep. Green flag. Excellent. You've, you've uh, certainly you've certainly got at least eight weeks, right? Minimum. Absolute minimum.
0: Yep. And at that price, is actually my, my starting squad. That's how keen I am. So Awesome. Now, let's talk about the flip side of this, uh, of the Pappenhaus injury, which is Nick Meaney. So, he is uh, 587, uh, sorry, 576, uh, K40 break even. Guys, Mitch, I know you were having a quick think about him. What do we think about Nick Meaney?
1: Yeah, look, I, I was having a think about it, Nick Meaney seeing that he was in, was in fullback, and I really do think he'll probably get a darn good run at it. Uh, my, my big concern is he's just a little bit priced out. He really doesn't sit among those top echelon of uh winger fullbacks. And at five seventy six, I just don't quite see the value there. Like he, he really isn't, you know, a James Tedesco or Latrell Mitchell style player. He he certainly kicks the goals and that's appealing, but I don't know if there's five hundred I don't know if there's a hundred K of value there, if I'm honest.
0: Mm. Nick, I know you were keen on Nick Meaney. What are you thinking?
2: Yeah,
1: I've pulled off.
2: That price tag just makes it a bit awkward from a team construction point of view. The amount of money you just got to allocate towards him. And you know he's good, but you're not sure if he's a keeper either. So yep. and I, I agree with Mitch. I don't necessarily think he's going to make the 100K. So if he's not a keeper, I, I'm not sure why you'd bring him in. So, guys, are you going to get uh, burnt? Bring him in?
1: I, I don't think so, right?
0: Mm. Big uh, no, your was...
1: You won't get burnt. Yeah, you are you going good. to get burnt? Yeah, no, I don't no, think no. so. No, but like against against teams that don't bring him in and bring in say, Will Warbrick and the ones we've already talked about, you'll get scorched because they're going to make cash, and by the end of the season, your team's not going to be worth quite as much. So I suppose long term you could be, but certainly not in the short term.
0: <laughs> Guys, let's let's think about this. The only upside for Nick Meaney is after the Eels, they get the, uh well the whole team. They get to face the Bulldogs, Titans, Tigers. And then they get uh, it comes back again: rabbitos, roosters, seagulls. Yeah, so, there's
1: no value there. He'll probably end up what he is right now in seven rounds. I'd say.
0: Fair enough. The uh, anyway, a guy that we'll keep an eye on, but we'll, we'll pass on Nick Meaney then. So the next one that we want to really talk about is so I know Munster. We he's got uh, osteitis pubis. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Osteitis pubis. Yep. So. Mitch, what are we thinking? How will that affect Munster scores?
1: Look, I think the big thing we spoke about this in the preseason is that osteitis pubis is going to have major implications on Munster's ability to quickly change direction. And we do know a lot of his ability to set up tries, make tackle busts, and even score tries is that sort of quick step generally off the left leg. I would wager he must still be capable of it, otherwise they wouldn't pick him in the team. But... As we've seen in the past with players that are carrying these types of injuries, they just aren't quite going to be themselves. And we're going to probably talk about this with AJ Brimson a bit later, but I probably cooled a fair amount off Munster. And, and possibly we might actually see an uptick in Jerome Hughes' performance as a result because I just don't think money's going to come out there like he did in 2022 and, and really blow opposition teams away almost single-handedly. I,
0: I can't see that happening. No problems. Well, let's look about the last guy then. If, if we're going to chuck a star on Munster and sort of wait for him to heal up a little bit, uh, I know quite a few people have. I've been seeing rolling around with Harry Grant, 857 hooker. Nick, what do you think about Harry Grant? Is he, is he someone that's been in and out of your side?
2: He wasn't, but I've been taken to the dark side of Reese Robson, so that's the only reason why I haven't got Grant robson isn't gonna play origin he gets a really clean run for the first when's their first buy 14 15 from memory something like that it's a long really clean run all the way through doesn't play origin you don't have to move him he's a gun that's why i haven't got grant
0: no problems uh i know that mitch pre uh pre-potty you were sort of umming around about grant versus robson what where are you sitting currently
1: I mean, Nick made some good points there and at 70K less, uh, Robson is, is a little bit more appealing, but I, I just don't see value in either of them really. And I, I from a team construction point of view, do want to try and get as much value out of each player as I can. I'm not really super thrilled on either of them unless I'm going to captain them, which I'm not. So uh, I'm a bit, bit off both of them, to be honest. And Grant has Origin, so that, that that's sort of a, a bit of an X in his column, at least till round 20.
0: The... Just thinking about this, then, then I guess I'll be asking you guys as we go who your hooker will be. Because if you, I I obviously, Nick, you got Robson there. So, Mitch, yeah, I guess we'll be coming back to you. For me, I know that Green is someone that I've looked at. But uh, yeah, I'm just struggling a little bit to think that there's 70k more value for him over someone like Robson at the moment. If, you know, if a really cheap option throws up, however, I, I might drop down. Okay, guys, I think that is, unfortunately, for everyone at home, you had to listen a little bit, but there were plenty of players worth looking at at the Storm and the Eels, right? Yep. All of injuries and player movement. So let's talk about the game itself. So round one, Storm haven't lost since, I don't know, what, 1993 or whenever, so before they entered the comp. So who do we think is going to win? Nick? I've got the Storm by two. Closed game to begin at Bank West. Nice. Mitch? On by eight. Yeah. And look, I, I, want, uh, I want the Eels to win. So look, I'll put the Eels by it there. But I do think that having both of their edges out, I think that if they had Sean Lane and uh, Ryan Madison playing, I think they'd win. But I look, I, I get a feeling the Eels might just be pipped on this one. All right. Let's look at the Friday night game. So we have uh Warriors-friendly clock uh, for New Zealand time. They're starting at 6 p.m. versus the Knights. So looking at this, so they've got uh, Marani Nekorez on an edge. Uh, we also have Mitch Barnett at prop. Charles Nickel Clockstad comes in at fullback. Tim Mario martin uh, comes in at 5 Dylan Walker goes straight to the bench. Uh, other big news, guys. Braden Villiame makes his return straight into the starting squad after his stint in French rugby, and Jackson Ford goes to the other edge spot opposite near Corey, uh, which moves Josh Curran to the bench. It's a bit of news, right? That is
1: big news. Uh, and I think we were talking about that with Eddie Stu, that uh, we weren't sure if that was going to be a thing or something for the trials, but it looks like Curran will be coming off the bench. I, I, I didn't think that... That forward would forward
0: managed to get that spot, but but he has. So there you go. Yeah, apparently he's been impressing at training, like with his wrestling and uh, the attitude and everything else. So, and I know that Josh Curran is probably in the doghouse after punching some underage kid at a nightclub in Port Macquarie, right, Nick? Sorry, what happened? Josh Curran uh, was charged for punching a underage patron of a nightclub in the face. And causing oh,
2: them to big to. bad. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> That's it. So uh, not a stand-down territory, just like a bad-look territory, right? That's
2: gross, yeah.
0: Uh, but the other interesting thing is in the trial is apparently Josh Curran, Nikore, and Adam Fenua Blake were running some sort of three-player rotation over their two positions. So it looked like I think Nikore moved into the middle and then Curran to an edge, and then they kind of all shuffled around from there as the game went on. So, uh, and look, let's look at the night side real quick. So we've got uh, Ponga is, has been named uh, to partner new recruit Jackson Hastings. Uh, Lockie Miller starts at fullback. Dane Gagai is out with Inari Tuala coming into the centres. Adam Elliott has, and Jack Hetherington have both been named to return from injury. They're, they're coming off... Uh, the bench. Phoenix Crosland fills the utility role. So Tyson Gamble is all the way... What's Tyson Gamble listed at? 19. So, and looking at the bench here, guys, we've got a bench. So Kurt Mann's named at 13. Lachlan Fitzgibbon has won the race to the edge at 12. And the bench is Phoenix Crosland, Adam Elliott, Jack Hetherington, and Leo Thompson, the world's slowest man. So looking at that, Mitch... Uh, how glad are you that we're not on Adam Elliott? Uh, Extremely glad. Very, very, very glad. But we talked about why we wouldn't be. Mm. So, and none of us are keen on, uh, just before we start, none of us are keen on either uh, Kurt Mann or Lockie Fitzgibbon, Nick?
2: No. No,
0: not at all. No, I think Kurt Mann made us all money last year and then we got off and I think he's around where we left him, right? 570K?
2: Yeah, no, he's not uh, made to play thirteen. He's he's going to get busted again, so or he's going to get moved to another position. So just don't fall for that trap again.
0: Excellent. Well, look, let's start with the Warriors team. Uh, so Nick, I know that you've you've got a big chance, Nickel Clockstag Love there, mate. Has he made your team round one?
2: He hasn't at the moment. Yeah, I'm sort of weighing up uh, Timati Martin or Chance Nickel Clockstad. That's sort of where my, my head's at. I, I can fit in both cat wise It's Just who do I want to start as uh, at wing fullback there? I'm sort of leaning to Murray Martin to see if I want to allocate the, the funds elsewhere to see if I can sort of make another tweak. But um, I, I don't have any red dots based upon my team or TLT, so I don't have to make any changes. So uh, I am leaning to Murray Martin at the moment. That's just gut. And that's mainly because I think uh, no one else was keen on CNK, so I'm feeling a little bit silly for being a bit bullish on him. But uh, I really I... think he can. I really think he can regress back to his form previously. So that's why I was quite optimistic on him.
0: That's fine. It's look, he's he's certainly not the worst choice. I think. I just I know for myself, I've got Tamari Martin simply due to the fact that there's a 60k difference there, which I know that I can bank. Uh, Mitch, have have you got any interest in Chance or in Tamari Martin? Now that we're talking about yep. him as
1: well, Tamari Martin, I do. Chance, not so much. I think there's a hundred k value in Tamari, even if he doesn't drink all the milkshake, which I think with uh, SJ, that's fairly unlikely that he will. But you know, I I could easily see him getting out to the four hundred k
0: mark, and there's my hundred k. So I've put Tamari into my team. Uh, that's a clever call because uh, I just look at who's probably. A similar type of uh, wing fullback, and that's Maddie Moylan. And Maddie Moylan is 130k more. Or even Jerome. Uh, uh,
2: uh, but, 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 but he was on well, the Sharks, weren't they the best regular season team last year? Or third so, or fourth or something?
0: Uh, third overall, they were.
2: Yeah, and they had the easier schedules. So it's not really apples and apples. The Warriors have one of the hardest schedules, and they're one of the worst teams. Ah. Oh. It's, it's pretty difficult to compare them. I know their role is similar, but their circumstances are vastly different in my opinion.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Well, that's certainly some food for thought. Uh, I guess at least the only good news is that our investment tomorrow Here, is cheap. Here's one for you.
1: Um, Talatau Moan from St. George is worth four forty-seven,
0: And that's probably an even better comparison.
2: Yeah. Th- yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Yeah, that's good.
0: Excellent. I think there's just some base stats which you get from playing at number six, some additional tackles, some additional involvement. He's he's not lighting
1: the world on fire. And as I said, Luai from maybe two, three years ago when we got on him uh, and he sort of rose up to that 450, 500 K mark and we jumped off. I'll be doing the same with Martin. Once he gets close to that peak value, I'll be getting out of dodge because there will be some, some rocks amongst
0: the diamonds, I'd say. Excellent. Look, I'm going to save SJ for a little bit, Nick. Uh, so let's have a talk uh, with the next guy that we need to talk about, uh, which is Jackson Ford. So uh, Jackson Ford's made his way into my side, uh, just starting edge, 340K DPP. Nick, have you got any interest in Jackson Ford?
2: Yeah, I, I, I had him actually yesterday, and I, I pulled him out because I saw NRL.com had him on the bench, but because he's starting, he's back in again, so... Absolutely have interest, despite uh, Dragons fans feeling a lot of pain with him being quite pooped for the last three years or so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, was it him who
0: so, was the coach? I, I don't think he got much of a run, I'll be honest with you.
1: He didn't pass the eye test when he was out there, to be honest. He, I thought yeah. I, I thought he did pass the eye test under McGregor. Under McGregor, he was a rising star, and then my best mate Hook comes in, and he he, he did not look good. So maybe it was a confidence thing because he—I he, don't know if you can remember that far back, uh, Nick—but coming out uh, in those early years under McGregor, he was looking like the next big thing in our in our second row. Anyway,
2: he was. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I totally agree with that.
1: And now he's gone over to New Zealand, and it's looking like the same thing. And I—I I just wonder if Hook's uh, big barging style of football just didn't work for a, a smaller, more mobile forward like Jackson Ford. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on that one. Yeah, great,
0: great, good point. So is he in your team too, Mitch?
1: Absolutely. He passed the eye test under a half-decent coach, and I can't believe I'm saying that about Paul McGregor, but relative to Hook,
0: Relative to Hook, yeah. Okay. Uh, We've got to talk about a couple more guys real quick. Uh, So Wade Egan. Nick, what do you think about Wade Egan?
2: I'm not particularly into him. I haven't really done a deep dive. I've sort of just ridden him off because... Uh, of his price and his role hasn't particularly changed uh, based upon the bench there, right? I'm just having a
0: quick look. There's no one playing hooker there. Oh, Tom Walker, Is he not going to fill in? Oh, D- no, D- Dylan Walker's been playing that. Uh, He'll fill in for Tohu, I reckon.
2: Well, I, okay. I, 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 so, so when you look at number 10, Mitch Barnett and Tohu, they're really just both playing lock, really, aren't they?
0: Yeah, oh, they they can both distribute the ball though. I think Barnett they'll simplify his game down into punch it forward. I think Tahu uh, will probably play really? a few less minutes to distribute.
2: He's not that type of player though, is he? He's not just a run it straight, tackle hard sort of like he's got a little bit of he's got a skill set. His... Yeah, he does. So I think they're sort of running these two sort of hybrid prop locks that neither of them is a solid prop and neither of them is a solid lock. So. Really, they should both be wearing 13, in my opinion. So I'm not sure. I, I could totally be wrong, but I'm not sure how much Dylan Walker is really going to add to those types of skill sets when really... Uh, do you, what Are you thinking Egan's going to get the full 80?
0: I think he'll get close. I think he'll probably get at least you know, 70 or so. So, But I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at Wade Egan here. Last year, in games, weren't filtering filtering, he got over 70 minutes. Uh, he still only averaged 41. So, yep, I've seen him in a few sides, but I think he's a bit of an avoid, unfortunately. just doing the dive just then. Uh, guy that is of some interest, though, uh, I know certainly to, uh, to you, Nick, SJ, what are we thinking?
2: Mate, you you just caught me at the right time. Uh, do you want the long story or the short story? I've
0: got short the long story Short oh, Mate, this podcast is going to be long enough tonight. We're only three teams in. Short story, please.
2: I might have to post the 500-word uh, essay, but the final two words of the essay is boom, baby. I'm oh. projecting a 51 um, because I'm seeing him drinking all the milk, like absolutely all the milkshake, including goal kicking. So he's yep. starting in my team at the moment. I'm totally in. I am willing to trade him as soon as he gets injured, but I think it's a calculated risk here. The upside is just so nice for me,
0: even in a team which is going to get trounced.
2: Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not budgeting in huge amounts of attacking. I'm budgeting in like twenty points or so of base, uh, some attacking, uh, a little bit of negatives, and you know a, a good amount of goal kicking, really. I don't think this Warriors team is all that bad really when you have a look at it one to thirteen. I don't think it is.
0: Okay. Uh Mitch, uh with SJ, uh, you know, c- can you see there being some value to him? Like injury putting aside the injury, which I know is a real thing. Uh, from a you know, if we assumed that he wasn't gonna get injured, would there be be some value in him from your yep. view? Yeah, there would be. Definitely. Excellent. But I guess you're gonna say, but he's probably gonna get injured.
1: Yeah, well, you took away my butt, but yes, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> okay, so Nick, uh, Nick's putting aside the trade. At least, however, I will say about SJ, if you're going to get him in, get him round one, then it's only a one trade issue to get him out, right?
1: Yeah, I definitely don't hate the pick. It's just my meta for 2023 that I'm not going to do it, but Nick's right, SJ's a proven performer. I just think the injuries are stacking up and it's just going to be harder and harder for him to be the player he was. And I know he sort of played that dinner suit role last year, but yeah, there's, there is value there, but how long there is going to be value there based on his history, hard to say.
2: I've got yeah. a little bit of a plan here. So I've got Burton and Johnson as my starting half because I think Burton could average around high 50, 60. I think Johnson will just crack that 50. So I see intense value in them. And If they don't work out, well, I just trade between the two of them, one of them to clear your Heinz, depending upon who's going better or who's fit at the time, and then some other cheapie at the time that might be cracking on. So i at least got a place in for some of the spiciness that we're going to take on, you know?
1: Let me put it to you this way. You're not going to lose your shirt over it. Not at 562.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, and let's just have a look at the... So if we look at SJ, the first five games, if you were to have him in your side, I'm having a look here. So they've got the Knights, the Roosters, the Cowboys, Bulldogs, and Sharks. So the Knights ones is okay, but it gets pretty ugly past there, doesn't it? Roosters at yeah, right. Cowboys yeah, it's not at bright. North Queensland, uh, Bulldogs at home, and then Sharks at points bet. So at home. So sh- sh- yep. Sharks, Sharks away. Sorry. Totally agree. Yeah.
2: It's, it's the worst strength of schedule, didn't we work out for rounds one to 12?
0: Yep, yep. I just, I just wanted the okay, cool. And I understand, Yet yeah, Nick will definitely need to get you to put up uh, analysis, maybe a bit of a dive there. You can put up a post about why you think the SJ could be buy. Awesome. Okay, let's flip to the other side of the ledger, guys, because I think we covered just about everyone we want to from uh, the Warriors. So looking at the Knights, uh, Nick, Locky Miller, is he in your squad?
2: Yeah, he's a lock. I think everyone does, don't they?
0: Uh, he's certainly a very popular player. Mitch, have you got him? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Look, twenty nine break even guys for a starting, uh, starting with fullback. He, you, we saw at the Sharks there. He can average in the forties, just because of the way that he plays. Like he, he maintains the rage, good change of pace. He, he, he plays like a bit like a running back sometimes with those uh, Jack Bird uh, junk tackle busts to add to the fact. So, I, I, I can't see why you wouldn't have him in your squad. So, yeah, he's a layup pick, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah he's a layup. Okay, excellent. That's right. so, so let's add Lockie Miller to our squad. Looking through the rest here, however, uh, Jackson Hastings, guys, he's actually halved in ownership since the trials. Nick, uh, Jackson Hastings, have you gone off him?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he was one of my uh, close-to-must-haves based upon his upside, his involvement. And, and the goal kicking. Have we sorted out who's getting the goal kicking? Is it Ponga? or is it Hastings?
0: Hastings was kicking when they were both on the field together.
2: Okay. So that sort of swings it back towards Hastings. But really, I, I just don't think I can cop. It's crazy to say that I want to cop the Sean Johnson risk and not the Jackson Hastings risk, isn't it? But I'm willing to do that personally.
0: Fair I think enough. it's fairly equal risk. Uh, between who, sorry?
1: Between Johnson and Hastings, I think that's fairly equal risk. Johnson's a better player and uh, more, but more injury prone, so pretty equal.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I I like Hastings just due to see his quality of involvement of in the game. Whereas I feel like some of these other guys, like uh, Burton and some of the others, they can wander in and out of games. Whereas I, Hastings keeps on demanding the ball. He's, he, he will
1: drink, he'll drink a lot of that milkshake. I really do think he will. I think
2: Hastings might top the league in those try involvements you were saying, Stu, where it's like the pass before the pass, the pass before the pass, before the pass, but I'm not sure how many final balls he's actually going to be putting through this year necessarily.
0: Yeah, I think that'll be more of Caelan Ponga's thing by the look of that trial. But Totally. you know those, look
2: at both sides, you know, so... I think um, he will
0: do a lot of the kicking and I think he'll do a lot of the... Uh, uh, just like a lot of involvement, so... That eventually raises your chances, assuming your team doesn't suck, which may be an issue to be said with the Knights. <laughs> then again, he did well with against uh, when he was playing for the Tigers. They picked up. The he speed was a
1: seventy-point-a-game player when he was before he got injured with the Tigers. Yeah. So look, I I think I'd take Hastings over Johnson personally, but that's because of how I'm playing this year. Yeah.
0: Look, I've I've actually got him in my squad at the moment, uh, preliminarily. So. Ooh. Yeah, uh, he's I, in mind too. He he just, he's, he his involvement in the game, he touches more ball than Cleary. Now, he's not in nearly as good a team, but it's just one of those ones where eventually it has to stack up in your favour, right? We've seen it with
1: lots of players, even Ben Hunt last year. He did everything. The only thing that cost him points was he couldn't tackle.
0: Yeah. And I, can... I think it's
1: much more important how much you're involved in that position than it is how good your team is. Sure, if your team's good, three points, but I think that's far more important as a winger, fullback or center than it is as a half.
0: Mm. Yeah. And look, we saw DCE even on a bad team, he can still score points because he's involved. Anyway. Okay. So, so Jackson Hastings, a couple of us have him. I certainly have him. Uh, I'm not as confident in the boom pick, but I'm, I'm still saying that. Uh, But obviously there's, there's a bit of discussion around there. Have a think. Uh, Looking through the rest of the squad, guys. Uh, Elliot. So Adam Elliot was sort of said, "Well, look, if he's on the bench, guys, we should just not be on him." Is that correct, everyone?
2: Yeah, I certainly think that. So. I think so. the ten foot pole.
0: So yep. Nick, Nick with a ten foot pole. Uh, Mitch. We've talked about my meta. He's carrying an injury. I'm out. Excellent. Me too. Uh, Daniel Saifedi, guys. He's starting. It, now, look, it is a pretty heavy bench, so they're running with uh, uh, Elliot Hetherington and Leo Thompson. But, look, I still think that Daniel Saifedi is probably the alpha dog in this outfit. Uh, are any of you guys keen to look at Daniel Saifedi at 545k? Nick?
2: No, nah, I've already got my front row set personally. I've gone three guns in the front row. I just don't really have the cash on the bench for him personally. I, I do like him, though. Uh, I think he's a good pickup.
0: Fair enough. Mitch?
1: I definitely don't hate it. Uh, I'm sort of rolling about with my front row as we speak. He could find his way in there because I don't know if I want to roll with Murray. I'm a bit worried about the amount of minutes
0: he's going to be forced to play. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Camo because I've got an interesting look at him with the bench that he's got. But uh, And look, for me, he's been in and out of my side a few times depending on uh, whether Cheese is uh, playing in the middle or at hooker. So uh, look, I certainly wouldn't hate it when I see it on people's teams. I'm like, look, Daniel Sofi is pretty good. And, guys, uh, do any of us have Ponga? Nick? Nah, mate. 10 foot Uh
1: Mitch? 20 foot pole. Excellent. And a toilet cubicle.
0: <laughs>
2: mate, he has, like, so many red flags, Ponga. Oh, it's very spicy, but he just has too many red flags of mine.
0: Yeah. And, look, for me, I want at least two games from him, Like, because the Warriors game, do not get pumped by this Warriors game. Like, if he comes out looking like a stud, I would... Uh, Beacons, like, you know, we, we want to at least see uh, him back up the following week. And I'm just having a look here. The Knights have. Who are the Knights playing the following week? Can't even see their logo. Tigers? There must be. Yes, they are. So they're playing the Tigers. So I, I would want to see that game before I really put on the Knights. Awesome. Okay, so uh, anyone else that we want to talk about, fellas? Or are we good to go on to the next game? Good to crack on. on, mate. Excellent. Okay, Friday night. uh, One of the better games, hopefully. Panthers versus the Broncos at points bet. So, guys, uh, news for the Panthers. Dylan Edwards is back. Uh, Liam Martin is back, named at 12, so on the right-hand side. Uh, Sania Taruva has been named uh, to start on the wing uh, in place of Taylor May, who's done his ACL and is out for the season. Luke Garner has won that spot for the left-hand edge. Uh, While Sonny Luke has joined the bench with Mitch Kenny starting at hooker. And the big news in this, guys, we're just looking at this bench. Sonny Luke, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Lenu, and Jamin Salmon, with Zach Hosking uh, in 18th man. And Tyron Peachy didn't make the cut either. On the flip side, guys, look at the Broncos team. Uh, Reese Walsh is sitting out, so if Reese Walsh is in the side, you've got to get rid of him. Uh, He's replaced by someone Cobbo. Jesse Arthur joins on the wing. Billy Walton starts at nine with Corey Pay on the bench, along with Marty Tepao. So looking at this squad, guys, it's pretty similar to what we thought, but has a bench of Corey Pay, Keenan Palliser Tom Flegler, and Marty Tepao. So let's have a quick start with the Panthers, guys. Uh, I know I've got Nathan Cleary. I'm parking as my captain guy. I think that's going to score points this year. Mitch, are you thinking about going with Nathan Cleary?
1: King Cleary. He's my captain for 2023. Hmm. all hail the king
0: that's it I think you just uh, expect, look with Nico out I think it's one of those ones where it's like you find the guy who drinks all of the milkshake on a good team right
1: that's right I do have question marks if the Panthers can repeat this year but they have such a good infrastructure their coaching is, is pretty good they have a strong spine it's hard not to go with them don't overthink this one
0: yeah and look it doesn't matter if they're not first by you know a length if even if they're top six, he'll still be drinking a lot of the milkshake and controlling the game with that kicking game. So, or at least, at least doing his best to do it. So I, I can't really see much of a points regression happening there, right?
1: No, not at all. You, you're not going to lose your shirt over him. He's a good player.
0: Excellent. Now, Nick, uh, I think that you've avoided King Cleary, though.
2: Yeah, I do not like this Panthers off-season. All they have done is bled players... I don't see them getting the same roll on without Appy. I don't see the same threat without Kickout. I'm really worried. I'm just going to sit this one out the first couple of rounds. As I said, I'm willing to crack open a couple of plays in order to bring him in if I have to, but I'm just going to sit on the sidelines for this one.
1: Fair enough. I've seen this story before.
2: Yeah, mate, <laughs> mate. That was, that was ludicrous. That was 80-something <laughs> point for 80s pull. like That was Black Swan, Mate. <laughs>
0: Uh it's, it's always a black swan until it happens again. Then it becomes a black goose.
2: Mate, they literally nerfed him. Literally. Like, it can't happen again. What's he going to do? Score, like, a try game? Not happening.
0: He, I reckon that's... I'll, honestly, yeah, I reckon that he will be back in the points. He only scored, like, one or two tries last year. And he's a guy who does like to have a bit of a run at the line. I, so, I
1: felt like he was a bit guarded with his shoulder the first of the season, I, I thought he came good actually around the finals time. I think Cleary's got another gear to show us this year. I, I know that I said he would come out of the blocks pretty hot because the latter is good, but I really did feel like he was slow last year and there's a reason they gave him that three weeks. I, I feel another preseason behind him.
0: I think it will be pretty good. Mm. And
2: okay, it's okay, not okay. like these just, guys just have just had time some, off. Just throwing some stats from last year, they were first in possession, first in set completion, Second in support runs, third in line engaged. They were fourth in line breaks. They were second in post contact meters. They were second in tackle breaks. They were second in all run meters. They were second in all runs. They were first in kick return meters. Guys, I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's sustainable with the players they've lost. I, I just don't. Uh, That's sort of dominant. Look,
0: like, I'm just saying that. I think that part of it comes down to how these guys manage the game. Like, kick returns is because you keep them down the other end. It's his defensive measure, right? And Mitch Kenny's good defensively. Appi, it's Appy wasn't the reason why they were good defensively. So, look, I think that I, I do think that they will come back to the pack somewhat, but I also think that with uh, Kick-Out gone, and it's not just get it out to the left as much as they used to, I think he'll be involved. He had a one try s- scored last year. Uh I think he'll score more tries.
1: I agree.
2: Well, I'll, I'll join him when I see it. All hail yeah. the king.
0: 0.2 line breaks. Uh, you know, there's just... And if they come back to the pack, his tackles should pick up as well. He only did 17 tackles a game last year. He's a pretty good I defender. I just don't
2: know how, you, how they have a worse team and you're more bullish on him when he had a not great year last year. No, like, I... Obviously, amazing year, but I mean, by his standards, he came back to the pack last year and they have a worse team. Don't right, underestimate
1: that. Don't okay. underestimate that shoulder, I'm telling you. He, he looked better as the okay. year went on. He did. Yeah,
0: he's come back as the Australian half. He's had a proper pre-season with, with the... That is
1: the only
2: green flag. That is literally the only one.
0: What? That is fit?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. That he played for Australia. He's, he's walking around with the big balls at the moment.
1: I know. I'd, I'd also feel you, that... You, you've joined the Emma Anti-Cleary Club. That's what's happened here. you. you and no, bloody I,
2: love, I love Cleary. Vice, I just don't think vice they're Fair okay, I just mean they won't be as dominant smashing teams each week.
0: That's all I mean. Okay, well look, we're gonna have Cleary Watch each week, and Nick can bring it to us. And uh, you know, as as it goes on, okay, Nick, you gotta add this to the sheet, man. We've got Cleary Watch. How's it going? Not owning Cleary? love
2: it. Okay, I love it. Love Done. It.
0: Moving on. Uh guys, we also have to talk about here. There, look, uh I'm gonna <laughs> just write off Sunir Taruva, guys, because unfortunately he's pretty well priced at four forty eight K. So I'm just not sure that we can get to 600 with him because he's just not as big a body. So he's he's only 80-odd kilos. I think we'll see some great tries from him, but I think that, you know, uh, he may struggle a little bit. The other one we really got to talk about, guys, Luke Garner. Uh, Starting on the edge, good hole runner, played his best footy under Ivan Cleary. So with that in mind, uh, Mitch, are you keen? Uh, I don't know, mate. 4.78K? Right.
1: Oh, gosh. Maybe? Oh, I need a convincing story here. I, I would say not at this point unless you guys can talk me into it.
0: Enough. Nick, how about you?
1: Oh, Mitch missed that pie, didn't he? Yeah, I'm in for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Tell, tell me why. Nick? The number suggests if he gets the minutes, he'll make the points. All right, he's
0: on my team. Okay, so basically Luke Garner, I think. Let me just pull it up real quick. So when he's in the second row, and he plays over sixty minutes, uh, like in twenty twenty two on an awful Tigers team, averaged forty six. Right, uh, he got given his start, sort of over there in twenty nineteen, which is I think when I first saw him, I said, "Oh, geez, it's looking good." Uh, starting on an edge, averaged fifty four. Right? This is when the Tigers suck less. Right? Twenty twenty forty seven. So he's and he's priced here to begin the season at thirty seven.
2: He's priced at thirty-three, mate.
0: Ghana? Sorry, thirty-three. My apologies.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's cheap as chips.
0: So yeah, he's priced at thirty three. So and we, 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 we do have a we do have a bit of a look at it here. So that's that's why I've got image.
1: Yep. Sounds pretty good to me.
0: Yeah, sorry, his round one projection is 37, sorry. That's what I was looking at there. So, okay, so look, I, I've I've certainly got him. The other guy that we probably need to talk about in this team, and the reason why I, I'm just going to quickly talk about it, is Sonny Luke. And the reason why we want to talk about Sonny Luke is because even though he has, uh, like, Mitch Kenney starting in the game, if we have a look at the Panthers' bench, so we have Sonny Luke, obviously. We've got Scott Sorensen. Plays a bit of middle. We have Spencer Lenu, who we know is a short-form specialist. And Jamin Salmon, who averaged, what, 15, 20 minutes a game last year, Nick? Yeah, about that. Yeah, just to set, like, utility sort of fill-in role, like, in case one of the guys comes out. So with that in mind, what I can likely see here is Mitch Kenny will, after a certain amount of time, transition probably to the middle. Uh, with And Sonny Luke will come on which means... Mate, they
2: didn't do it last year. They didn't do it. They had the opportunity to do it last year, and they didn't. The only time they did do it is when Yo wasn't playing. So No, I, really... Mitch
0: Kinney played heaps in middle last year. Remember what happened is that he played for the first 20 minutes or so, and then Appy came on, and then Mitch Kinney played middle minutes. He didn't not, it all last Not year. when
2: Yo was playing. It didn't happen when Yo was playing.
0: I'm pulling up his games last year. We're having a look at his uh, interchange games. So... He averaged, depending on the games, uh, as the season went on, he started averaging more minutes. He started pushing up somewhere between the 30 and 40-minute games. I oh, know, I I think there that uh, certainly Mitch Kinney will play a little bit of middle minutes. But who else is playing forward in here? Do you reckon they're just going to go with a two-forward rotation, Sorensen and Lenu?
1: Well, we know Lenu only plays 30 minutes.
0: That's it. So, what, we got Scotty Sorensen, like... If Mitch Kenny doesn't play any middle minutes, it means <laughs> it means guys like Fisher Harris might be a buy just because they have to play so many minutes each game, right?
2: He's penciled in for 55, isn't he? Something like that.
0: Yeah. But I'm just saying with this bench, I reckon there's about 30 minutes that we haven't accounted for here, and I reckon some of it's going to be with Mitch Kenny, which means yeah,
2: I... Yeah, it, it, it could be. It could be. Yeah,
0: you're right. And which makes me think, Honey Luke, he's 250K... Uh, he's a hooker, whether you want to wait a week to get him or whether you want to start with him, I reckon that there could be some value with Sonny Luke. Uh, Mitch, are you got any interest in Sonny Luke?
1: I do, mainly because of that Spencer Lenny factor. is that we know he doesn't play minutes, so the minutes have to come from somewhere uh, because you can't have this whole team playing. As you said, otherwise, you know, there are players like Liam Martin, Fisher-Harris or... Leodo who become like straight up picks because they're playing like 60 65 minutes. All right,
0: that's it. Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm having a look at Fisher Harris. Like, yeah, he's got to play sixty odd straight every single game, no matter what. Otherwise, maybe
1: we wait a week. Maybe it's a chucker star. Chucker star, Nick. What are you But thinking? at two fifty, at two fifty, you're not losing your shirt. So I don't know. At this point, he's not in my team, but I'll be looking at him closely. He's, he's he looks like a
0: star. Yeah, for me, it's it's one of those ones where if I got a little bit of cash, you know, West comes to West, we. Fing him over to someone like Sloane or Ben murdoch Massilla round two. Mm. Nick, uh, any interest in Sonny Luke on your side? No, sir. Excellent. So, look, uh, he, he seems to be a bit of a spicy pick then at best. So, let, let's check in there. So, I've got him in my squad currently. Uh, okay, so that's pretty much it, unfortunately, for the Panthers. Uh, most of the value there. I know that a few people have got Brian To'o, uh in, guys, but I think we've all kind of said that he's probably... Near his value because his best year was for Landy's ball, right, Nick?
2: I think there is value there. There was, uh, there's whispers he might move back to the left edge, but which is slightly less potent now, as we've obviously discussed. But maybe he's, you know, a bit more healthy this year and can get back to that form again potentially. I wouldn't say he's a bad pick, but I'm not particularly interested. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, for five fifty. It's it's hard to. I think, think he's got a little
2: bit of value, but not huge value. If that makes There's sense,
0: there isn't a hundred k there. No, no, and he plays Origins, so it's he's not pick and stick either. Uh, for that sort of money, you'd almost be looking at a guy in the next uh, on the other side, which is a guy we need to quickly talk about, uh, which is Katoni Stags, five twenty seven at center. Nick, I know that you were keen on Stags. Are you still keen?
2: Not enough to bring him in, but. Really happy for anyone else who um,
0: has the money to bring him in. Excellent, Mitch. For you, are uh, you thinking Tony is is one of those centre options for round one? I know a few people have been talking about him. No, nah, gets injured too much. Fair enough. Look he for me. He was
1: healthy last year, mate. No, nah, gets injured too much. He he did. He, he got wasn't injured. He, in hang tackle. on. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He wasn't healthy last year. He was injured half the year. He just played through it, and he scored like poop while he did. Yeah, but he he played though. Play, yeah, but he get he gets injured. I don't care if he plays. I care if he makes fantasy points.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think there's some money in stags, but I, I'm figuring that price point's pretty ugly for me. So, uh, for uh, me I'm not- going to
1: wait till he drops sort of sub 500, then I might get on board. He's a super classy player, but there's no way I'm rolling that dice at 527. I could very well lose my shirt over that.
0: Excellent. Uh, guys, Selwyn Cobbo, I know we've talked about him pre-season 600K. He's only got a week at fullback rule off him, yes? Yep, yep. Excellent. Uh, let's have a talk about. Uh, uh, we've already nicked Adam Reynolds' preseason. So let's ha- talk about the two guys that really uh, we have to talk about. Uh, let's start off with Payne Haas. Nick, has Payne Haas made your squad?
2: Yeah, he's one of my captaincy choices. I think he's my vice captain week one.
0: Excellent. So you're sort of seeing a few points of value in Payne Haas, is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Even up to 10 points of value, depending upon his minutes, based upon the form he displayed coming out of the gate. So he seems like one of the best picks this year.
0: Yeah, look, I'm certainly keen. He's definitely in my squad. He's been in just about every iteration because I think fully fit. I, I definitely think there's probably at least five points there. Mitch, is Payne Haas looking to be somewhere in your squad? Vice captain on my team, mate. Excellent. I like it. So, uh, guys, we're all very keen on Payne Haas just because there's he's both very good, very reliable, and there's a bit of value in him, which pretty much ticks all our boxes, right?
1: Yep, yep. exactly right. right. Yep. yep, he passes all the tests. And Full the other takes.
0: part about this is Payne Haas is that he's so he's quite a solid vice captaincy choice, and does not have a buy until basically goes off to Origin in round thirteen, where he's a lock. For that, so you get at least twelve games in a row, of uh, Payne Haas goodness. So looking uh, at the guy though, a lot of people have got Paddy Carrigan. So he's a mid seven hundred and sixteen k. Nick, I know Paddy's been in and out of your side. Where have you landed?
2: I'm just trying to work out. uh he's one of my bench guys at the moment. I'm just working out whether him or any other player in the league around 700 odd K so he's he's provisionally in my squad I'm just not sure we're having a bit of a crisis which we'll talk about later about the meta for the year so he's, he's sort of my flexi meta pick if that makes sense
0: Fair enough, look he certainly was impressive on his return from an ACL Mitch uh, and I think he just had a bit of a fall away after Origin uh, is Carrigan of any interest in your squad?
1: Not at that price point
0: yeah, look for for me. It's one of those ones where I I just got to pick between, uh, Carrigan and Haas. I know a few people have got him got both, but I I feel a bit like Haas is a little bit more reliable there. I do. Th- I don't hate anyone who's got Carrigan in the squad, though. I would just say don't get them both. Nick, yep, I agree with that. Uh, Nick, obviously you disagree a little bit. Are uh, you happy to carry them both?
2: Yeah, because they play you the first twelve rounds. If they had a buy, then no, I'm not willing to take like a 13% of my cap hit. But considering they play every game, I'll work it out close to origin.
0: No, fair enough. I was just thinking more if they just had a tough game every once in a while. But then I'm looking at the first three games. So I've noticed the Broncos, after they've finished against the Panthers, uh, they get the Cowboys, which isn't great. But then then they get gifted. Uh, They get gifted the Dragons and then the Dolphins. So, okay, so they, they should be doing okay there. Uh, looking at the rest, guys, obviously, Reese Walsh being out, so he's a no-go. Is there anyone else in this uh, Broncos side that we're really interested in, Nick? No, nah, mate. Excellent. Look, let's call it there. So really, uh, just to reflect, so uh, the only guys that we're really, uh, I think a couple of are boom picks apart from Nick on Cleary. Uh, Mitch Kenny, I think we talked about, but I don't don't think any of us are keen on Mitch Kenny. Is that correct?
2: No, I'm not.
0: No. Uh, Sonny Luke, spicy choice, and we're all keen to an extent on Ghana. And for the Broncos, guys, uh, all three of us have Haas while Nick has Carrigan. Uh, Winning the game, guys, what have we got? Uh, Nick, who do you you have? I
2: got got the Broncos by eight.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Mitch? Broncos give this Panthers
1: tied trouble even when they're not very good so I got Broncos by 10.
2: They did last year, didn't they?
1: And they did that year Stu went to Magic Round by himself. They nearly <laughs> beat him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't go it was just it just in town for for the game. So, but it was it was a good one. Uh and look, the Broncos do because they just play very physically uh through the middle. They just didn't have that game management. I think Adam Reynolds will actually be fit at this time of year, so look, I think it'll be close. I have the Panthers by four. So let's have a look Go to the Saturday, Super Saturday, guys. We've got the Seagulls versus the Bulldogs at four points. So big news, Tommy Turbo is back. The uh, rest of the squad is pretty much to be expected, Set Josh Schuster has that calf niggle. So return round three after their round two bye, Cooper John starts. Uh, looking at the rest of the squad, guys, the other big news is that uh, they have moved Jake Travojevic to prop. And uh, good man Sean Kepi is at 13. Uh, other big news: Ben Travojevic makes the bench. Ko Weeks, coming off uh, the trials, uh, makes the number fourteen spot, uh, and Toff Sipley gets cut. So, and the looking at this guy's top Travojevic, I know that you've really been off him, Mitch, but knowing that he's back round one, have you got any any change of mind? No. Fair enough. Very solid there, Nick. How about yourself? No. Fair enough. I, for myself, I definitely want to see at least one game. I would not consider picking up Turbo, even if he gets like a, like, up to at least round three. So after that buy, if nothing else, for game management side, because you don't want to spend 600 grand on a guy who misses the game after you pick him up, right? Yeah, exactly I'm, right.
2: The, the other thing is I like this Eagles squad. I don't love it, though. They you look know,
0: good in the not, trial, though. They tuned the... Imagine if Turbo was the that they were tuning up the other side for a little while.
1: Yeah, be careful of trial games.
0: Yeah, the um, I th- I think they'll do it right this year. I think if Tommy Turbo can stay fit, I'll definitely be watching him very keenly in round one, won't you, Mitch? Yeah,
1: I, I will be, but I think Valandy's ball's dead. He probably has over a hundred k of 80, but I'd, I'd want at least two games where he really looked the goods. Not even necessarily scoring points, but just his off the ball work uh, yeah. and, and how he's moving out the back there.
0: Yeah. Isn't that funny? We saw that at Magic Round is that he looked okay when on the ball, but he was just kind of like uh, hobbling oh, around
1: I, off it. Jeez. I remember trading him in pregame, and I think I said to you that was the worst decision. As soon as I saw him moving, I thought, oh, gosh, this is not good. Yeah. Same ironically as David uh, Pengai Jr. off the ball. They just look terrible. It's one of those unfortunate things with the telecast. You can't see that, but when you see it live, those things become very, very obvious. So, uh, if anyone's out there, that's what I'd be looking for. What is Tommy Turbo doing off the ball? Is he springing off off on that uh, right and left leg or is he a bit lethargic and gamey? And if you see that he looks good, then maybe he's worth a roll of the dice. But just remember, he uh, he's probably the most
0: injury-prone player in the league. Mm. So, yep. Yeah, and the the fear of missing out, guys, even if he gets a 50 round one, he'll only go up by 16K because of the way that the break-evens work. So, I... yeah. Don't don't bother for round one. Uh, the other guys that we really quickly need to talk about are Talata Kula. Looked amazing during the trials. Is slated at centre. He's got the DPP. He is, however, close to five hundred k. Nick, have you got any interesting Kula?
2: Not really. I mean, he shows that attacking upside. So and he gets through some work, but. He was last year's cash cow. I'm not sure he's ready to make a leap yet.
0: Do you think, Stu? Look, I think he looked very impressive. the The way that he made Joey Sawali just look like a slow big man was very impressive. Like he 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 uh, stepped in both sides at various points, right? So i I, I think he'll I think he'll leap well in some games this year. I just think that in other games he certainly will will struggle because he really does rely on that agility. That's just life as a centre, isn't it? That's it. So, look, he is 8% owned, so I I can see why people are on. Uh, But, yeah, no, he's not for me. But the guy that we do need to talk about, guys, Sean Kepi, named at 13, uh, which is a bit of a change from him sort of being somewhere in the middle rotation, 302K. Uh, Nick, are you interested in Sean Kepi? Yeah, I had him earlier, and
2: he was sort of expected to go back to the bench even though he played the trial lock and the fact he's kept this lock spot, it it sort of makes sense actually having Alloye come off the bench to sort of give him some sort of size off the bench because Benchaboyevich looks more like an edge. Ethan Bullimore is not a huge man. So really your only grunt coming off the bench is Alloye. So really it just sort of makes sense. Sean Kepi playing a bit of lock, getting through grunt work and not necessarily those impact runs, but, I sort of worry about their go-forward. It, it, really, Sean Kepi, if he gets, I think, 35-plus minutes, he's going to make you money. So it looks like he's going to get it. So he could be a good pick-up, Ace too.
0: On this bench, yeah, I can see it. I see Ethan Bloomore playing a bit of time in the middle because he, did, he didn't look agile enough to play on the edge, but he does look like he's got a bit of footwork for the guys in the middle just to get yeah. his nose in front, So that, which is good. But, yeah, you're right there. I, I do certainly see some value in Sean Kepi. Uh, whether he, there's enough or quickly enough, I'm not sure. But I'm certainly looking – I might pick him up. Like, if he does look really good round one, I might look to pick him up for round three for, like, a failed cashy. How about you, Mitch?
1: Uh, I think I'll wait and see. I just want to make sure he's actually getting the minutes. There was a big question mark, I think, Stu, whether he would get the minutes in our preseason pods. So, I think I need mm-hmm. to see a couple of games first, mate.
0: Excellent. So, look, for me, he's definitely a, a wait and see as well. Uh, unfortunately, the other guy that we're interested in, uh, Gordon Chang-Kumtong, who looked amazing during the trials, is in the squad but is well towards the back. So, it looks like uh, Lock and Croker will be playing most of the 80 minutes. Uh, so, look, let's move to the other side of the ledger here, Bulldogs team. Big news, obviously, uh, today that uh, uh, Thompson is out for most of the season with an ankle. So, guys, we have New Brown, uh, who is starting at lock. Did any of you guys expect that, Mitch? Uh, No, I did not. Not at all. Yeah, I, I know I was expecting some guy like Sutton or maybe uh, RFM to do that. So, Nick, with that in mind, New Brown, assuming he comes in around 300K or so, would you have any interest in that? Or do you reckon it's just a, a slap in place until they work out what's going on? I think you're
2: right, mate. I wouldn't wouldn't bank
0: on the job security
2: personally, and when he reverts back to that bench role, I, I wouldn't see much
0: value there. So I'm not going near New Brown, unfortunately. Fair enough. Look, guys, uh, we've got to talk through a few players, though. Let's talk really about Hayes Perham. I know after his trial for him, uh, both for the All Stars and for the thing, he's come out of my side just due to the poor fantasy scores. Uh, Nick, is he still in your squad, or if you removed him? No, nah, he's been flicked, mate, weeks ago. Excellent. Mitch, Hayes param any interest? He's starting fullback.
1: If he was 220, there would be, but 300k, I'm a little bit nervous, particularly with the loss of Luke Thompson. I think that's going to affect this Bulldogs team overall, but I wouldn't hate it if he was in your side. He, he may find his way back into mine because I'm a bit of a believer in what the Bulldogs are doing, but 300, he, I'd love him at 220 or even 250, but I don't know if there's another 100k of value there, if I'm honest.
0: For sure. Uh, Okay, looking here, the uh, the uh, other big news in this side is obviously like Ryan Sutton's moved to prop uh, and Raymond Fatale Mariners locked down the edge spot. So guys, Ryan Sutton, 491K, starting prop uh, with I guess what you call a relatively inexperienced bench here. So at 14, they've got Jaden Tanner, who's a guy that, another guy from the Panthers, surprise, surprise, uh, but he's only played New South Wales Cup they got 15, Corey Waddell, 16, Franklin Peely, who didn't really play at all last year for the Sharks, and 17 is Jacob Preston, 21-year-old edge back rower. So with that in mind, Ryan Sutton, guys, is he looking like a buy, Nick? I'm not really sure, mate. I think you did the write-up. What do you think? Look, I think he's got a bit of value in him. The the Certainly, I'm just bringing him up now. So uh, basically, from, from what I saw there is that we really wanted to see that 45 minutes plus from him. And we weren't sure because if he was going to do off the bench, it was it was going to be a bit of a struggle, right? But I'm just, I'm filtering by position now. So in games where he started prop uh, and he's played over 40 minutes, he's got an average of 53.9. Now, again, this was when he was playing some enormous minutes uh, back in 2021 uh, against some of these squads. So it is filtered out a little bit. But uh, let's go with minutes uh, over 40, under 60. Okay, it brings it back to 42, but it's still priced pretty competitively. What do, you, what do you think, Nick?
2: No, I'm personally not all that interested based upon the rotation changes that will happen when uh, to TPJ comes back. Exactly, yeah. I'm just not loving it personally. I think, I'm just reading what you wrote earlier. You sort of said you'd feel it if he uh, got 40-plus minutes or so, 40 to 50 minutes uh, playing middle or lock or anything
0: like that. So are you going to jump on, do you think? Look, he's certainly a good chance for my uh, for my bench, simply due to the fact that at the 491, I certainly see TPG taking that spot, but I, I see him as possibly the natural lock fit. I, I know our biggest question about the dogs was that there was one too many forwards. There's not that problem anymore, guys, right? Mitch? Mm, there isn't, but I still want to see how things shake out. Fair enough. Okay. So I guess Ryan Sutton is a bit of a spicy pick then, depending on whether you want to take the risk on him making that 13 roll his own.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Or they're moving
0: to Vita Pangai or Max King to that spot eventually.
1: Exactly right. I just want to see how things shake out with that rotation. Although, as you said, Luke Thompson being out does shift a little bit, we just don't know it what's going to happen.
0: Hmm. I just I just feel that with that six months out, I, I reckon there's there's points there. The only downside I see is if someone like Raymond Vitala Mariner moved into that middle rotation to cover, and they put in some guy like Jacob Preston in there, but that it'd be a few weeks. Anyway, so look, have a look at Ryan Sank guys. If you're struggling for that third middle choice or a guy off the bench, uh, uh, looking through the rest here, the only other guy that we're looking at guys here is Reed Marnie. Now, I've got a concern about Reed Money because uh by by the look of this, new brand was gonna actually play uh play the utility role. So I have concerns that I reckon Reed's only gonna play sort of sixty to seventy this year. Mitch, how about you for Reed's six fifty nine? Is he of any
1: interest to you? No, we sort of talked talked him out during the preseason season and I think we all decided that I was pretty high on him, but we all decided you'd be better off going with someone with a bit more uh, points and then higher, higher cash uh, or going for a cashy So, he sat somewhere between the two, which, you know, I, again, we didn't feel like there was 100K of value there and
0: there probably still isn't. Excellent. Okay, so, guys, looking at this one and obviously, look, kick out. I think we all think is probably going to value this year around what he did last year, right, Nick? I'd say so. Yeah. Okay, so there's no no points there for kick out, so avoid. So really guys, look at this one. Uh we're pretty much wait and see for the entire Seagull squad because of that round two bye. And for the Bulldogs, guys, uh, we're pretty much busting Hayes Perrin. Oh, sorry, we've got to talk about Maddie Burton. Nick, I know that you've got Maddie Burton penciled in for a 60. Did his trials form concern you where he looked a little bit lost at times?
2: No. Not at all, it's a trial.
0: Okay. So, uh, fair enough. I just yeah wasn't particularly enthused. I know that I certainly no, called on I, him. I, I, He's leapt out of my side. Don't get me wrong.
2: I was worried. Okay, and then I went back, read what I reread what the analysis from the preseason, and I'm backing it. I'm not gonna, you know, get get uh, cold feet now and, and back out. I've I've committed. I'm a loyal kind of guy. So <laughs> it can mean, stick.
0: Your wife's not listening to this one, mate. You, you don't need to talk it up. Nah the, uh, oh, I'm very loyal <laughs> <laughs> The uh Mitch, how about you mate? Like he you know, his uh fantasy scores in the trials weren't much to write home about. Have you called on Burton or is he still in your squad? I I just
1: I I was having a bit of a think about this before and I just don't know if I see him getting that many more points in the last season. As I said, the Luke Thompson things really spooked me with the Bulldogs. Like I, I just—he was meant to be the leader of that pack. I think Burton will be better, but I just don't trust that halves pairing. Uh, I, I'm currently don't have Burton on my team, but he could find his way in. I—it's—it's a—it's a really tricky one because at 700k, you really don't want to get that one wrong either. Uh, that said, again, you're probably not going to lose ridiculous value. Uh, Nick, how was the early run looking? It was pretty soft, wasn't it?
2: You, I'd have to bring it up, mate. Sorry.
0: Oh, you're right. You're um, right. No, no. Continue on. I'll get back to you. <laughs> no, it's, sorry. I have got it here. So for the fixtures: Seagulls, Storm, Tigers, Warriors, Cowboys, Raptors, Eels, Sharks. Bit of a mixed bag, oh, that's really. Yeah. No, that's. that's yuck. Oh, hold on. So from top eight from last year. So out of the first eight games, we have Storm. We have uh, the Cowboys, we have the Rabbitohs, we have the Eels, and we have the Sharks. And the Tigers are not going to be an easy beat this year. No, they're looking solid. The Seagulls were actually looking better. Um, so what uh, so they got the Warriors, but they got them away. Mount Smart. I just don't see the value, eh? I just don't. I'm a bit scared. Well, I think if you do have him, you just got to hold him until after that rough period. If you, you don't get spooked, if he does have a rough patch of games or the Bulldogs do while they try and work out some of these new combos, because then they get to, like, the Dragons, Raiders, Warriors, Titans. That's where I might look to pick him up. So, certainly, it might be discount time around then for me. I'm waiting. But I understand your point, Nick. There is certainly you can project value there. It's just how you see the Bulldogs going, right?
2: Totally.
0: Excellent. Okay, so, looking at that, guys, we have a... I guess a mixed, mixed feeling, So probably a uh, spicy choice there on Burton. Uh, not too much else there. Spicy choice on Sutton. And we're waiting on the Seagulls. So the game itself, guys. Nick, how do you think who's going to win between the Bulldogs and the Seagulls?
2: Oh, what have I got? I've got the Seagulls by 10.
0: Excellent, Mitch. i got the Doggies by 14. And look, I think I've, I've got the Seagulls. I reckon they'll be pretty tight. I reckon they'll probably by four. So let's let's uh, let's move to the uh, five thirty p.m. match. So we moved to Townsville for a five thirty p.m. game on a Saturday in summer. That's pretty gross, fellas. So it'll it's uh, it might actually be four thirty p.m. local time. So and they bring the Raiders all the way from cold uh, Canberra to face them. So looking at the Cowboys team, there are no real surprises in this squad at home. Anyone? Uh, Cohen Hess is confirmed named on an edge. That's pretty much it. Uh, James Tamo makes the bench. Uh, flipping that out, guys, we got the Raiders. Bit of news. Uh, Xavier Savage with his broken draws means that Seb Chris moves to fullback. Harley Smith-Shields goes into that center spot. Uh, Danny Levi actually makes uh, the hooker spot his own. Uh, Tom Starling on the bench. Uh, and, guys, I know that we talked about this. Corey and norah actually makes the uh, 13 spot uh, as well with uh, it looks like he that Joseph Tarpanay has moved back to prop so guys uh, let's have a look at the Cowboys there's only a few players we're going to look at because there's such a stable squad are any of us interested in Val Holmes I know that uh, Mitch you were saying that look a bit too much cash for you
1: yeah way too much cash for me mate I'd rather put my cash in other spots. I think and just take a bit of a hit in the centers until I build up enough money to get someone like Valentine Homes. But I again don't see hundred k of value in there.
0: Fair enough. Do you see him as a keeper?
1: Potentially, yep. I do. If you ta- if you pick him, it's with a mind to keep him.
0: That's it. You, you just got to hold him, right? Correct. Yep. Okay, Nick. How about you, mate? Yeah, yeah. I'm keen. I, I'm not going to do it, but I'm keen. Excellent. And look, I've tried every which way. I just find that I'm just bleeding too much money by having homes at centre uh, to fix other spots. So I'm going to go cheap in the centres this year. So he, he's an okay pick for me, but I know that I'm avoiding. Uh, Reese Robson. I know that we talked about this. Robson has mostly been in my squad so far. I was a little bit spooked by the fact that he didn't score hugely in the trials, uh, but he's still there. Nick, has Reese Robson been in your squad? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's a
0: lot for me. Excellent. Well, the good thing about the Cowboys, they've got no early buy, so you can certainly just uh, pick him and stick with him. Uh Mitch, how about you, Reese Robson?
1: I'm really up and down on him. He's kind of like a poor man's Harry Grant, uh, with the upside that he will unlike he's unlikely to play Origin and he has that round twelve
0: by is it that we said Stu? Or... Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a major upside. So I am leaning towards him, but you know, I do have cheese and uh Tanner Boyd uh, able to cover that position, so uh, whether I want to sink that cash into it, I'm not quite sure yet.
0: First buys around fifteen, mate.
1: Oh, that's tempting. Geez, that's tempting.
0: Yeah, there is park that part of the you, meta, and then you flip him out, right?
1: It, look, it, it's a solid pick. It's definitely a solid pick, and we think the Cowboys are still going to be a pretty good team. I don't think you can go wrong with Reese Robson. Yeah, and look, he'll probably the- find his way into my team just because. Cookie's too expensive, Harry Grant somewhere in the middle, and none of them have a, a, a run as good as Reese Robson, and I'm not worrying about Origin.
0: No. And look the first uh first uh let's go with the first uh eight games or first nine games. So first eight games Raiders, Broncos, Warriors, Titans, Bulldogs, Dolphins, Warriors, Knights, Sharks. So yeah, it's it's a pretty nice early run for these fellas. Okay, so look, for me, I reckon he's there's certainly value in him, so I, I've got Reese Robson. Nick, uh, thinking about this as well, uh, another guy that's been in a few squads, Ruben Cotter. Any interest for you?
2: I'm not a Cotter guy, personally, so no, no interest for me.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, he seems like a much more mobile Drake Tavoyevich as far as his attacking stats go, right, which is none, tackles many.
2: Yeah, I just don't love it, personally. It's a good pack as well, so yeah, no. Nah.
0: Fair enough. How about yourself, Mitch? Uh no, I'll stay clear, mate. Excellent. Me too. Uh so look, I think Cotter, unfortunately, well, he's, he's gone down in ownership. uh to as people moved to pay Kerrigan, and guys, Jeremiah Nani, he's actually a quite a popular guy. Fifteen percent ownership. Do you reckon some of this is just name recognition from last year, Mitch?
1: Yes. Absolutely, I think I think that's a mistake. He's not gonna, he's unlikely to elevate his performance above last year. And, and more than anything, I think he probably outperformed what his ceiling is. I, I feel like that's a mistake.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we all enjoyed the ride last year, getting on him early. But uh, yeah, I think a try scoring rate of 0. 0.7 is is probably pretty hard to match, right, Nick? I
2: don't know. He's one of those guys. He just scores tries like breathing for him. It's too easy.
0: He does. He does love catching the highball, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, it's just he can score them all different types of ways. So yeah, I, I, when you know his type of game that we saw last year, I wouldn't be surprised if he rolled it out again this year. Personally,
0: hmm. interesting. Well, look, let's have a let's have a wait and see on on Nanai there. But look, for six hundred forty five k, there's so many edges this year. I just can't do it. So that's that's my issue there. Exactly. Okay. Let, guys, I'm going to say don't get Danny Levi off the bat with this one. Uh, just don't do it to yourself. Uh, with that in mind, at the Raiders, we do need to talk about a couple of other players. So, Joey Tarpanay. Mitch, have you got anything in Joey Tarpanay? He, start, he no. came home with a wet sail last year.
1: Not at all. I, I again, think he's pretty well priced out at the moment. Uh, I will be interested as he comes back to the mean, but oh, I felt like that run was sort of all time, and I don't know if he can maintain the rage like he did. Uh towards the end of last year.
0: How about yourself, Nick? Do you, do you agree with that assessment or do you think there's some money to be added there?
2: I think there's a bit of value. I I do. He's got a really nice schedule. He's got a really easy draw and he's an absolute stud. He's, he's probably the best prop in the game at the moment until we sort of see the first half a dozen rounds this year. Oh, he, he's a
0: lock in my squad at the moment. Mm. Oh, yeah. Look, I I must say he's he's been in and out of my squad. So I've been trying to work out can I carry Murray Haas and Tarpanay, and so he's he's sort of been on the edge there. And with the news that uh, Josh Puppley is out round one, he's you're certainly not going to lose your shirt playing in round one, right? So no, and the, and the other good thing is is that he doesn't play Origin, uh because he's not eligible, and he. Still has like a good motor, good attacking meters. Seems um pretty impervious to injury. I, I don't seem busted too often, right, Mitch? Yeah, we we
2: like him. We
0: like him. No, yeah.
1: that, on that side of things, he's good character. Doesn't get injured, so he ticks those boxes and he he passes the eye test. It's just whether he gets those minutes again. I know Papa Lee is out, but you just never know with Ricky. Ricky's a bit weird like that. Uh, we've been burned before with um. Uh, Gosh, uh, he played number nine last year. Now, his name's gone out of my head. Uh, Starling. Starling. Tommy Starling, yeah. I just get a bit spooked around the Raiders and I think that's my main reason to, to be a little bit out. Sort of if I have a bit of film and I see that he's taking off, I probably will put him in because he's he sort of... His likeness is like a, a, a slightly or a man's pain heart, you know. For an extra, for a 17K list, you can get Joey Tarpany, 19K list.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. I certainly know that if I got to save some money up front, he's probably the first guy to go just due to the fact that where his price is. But uh, guys, last year, if he did play over 40 minutes, he did average 56. Uh, so, you know, you're in pretty safe hands there because uh, his breaking his is 55. And then if you check him to over 50 minutes, his uh, average goes up to 63. So if we see him pushing up into that 50-minute range... That's where we start to get really excited because he had 1, 2, 12 games there for an average of 63. So, Nick, that's that's part of the reason why we're here, right? Why we're interested?
2: Yep. That's exactly why we're here. We we, we did the big breakdown in the preseason, but yeah, we yeah. like
0: him if he gets minutes. That's it. And look, I think he'll get minutes for the next little while. All right, so guys, with that in mind, the last guy we probably got to talk about. Look, I'm I'm going to say Seve Chris, unfortunately, is a bit too priced out for a guy's temporary fullback, Nick. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. So let's look at Harley Smith Shields. So he's two hundred and fifty k. He's only listed at centre. Uh, very fast guy coming back from ACL. hasn't played since two thousand and twenty one because he bust himself in the two thousand and twenty two preseason. So Nick, is he somewhere lurking in your squad?
2: I'll. Not sure I can do Alamotti and Smith Shields in my starting centers. So I've just gone back to the not too much safer, but slightly safer Isaac Thompson and Alamotti. So I just don't love that as soon as Savage comes back, then Rich Shields is Gornski's back to the Shadow Realm. So I, that's why I've avoided him just based on job security.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Mitch, have you got any interest in Smith Shields? I do at that price point in the center.
1: I'm pretty keen, even if I even if I, you know, if he only plays two or three rounds, it, it deals with that problem for a little bit. And if I have to move off him, I will.
0: Yeah, look, I, I must say I, I do like him as an option. He averages uh, around 35 in the centers, so I, I I certainly have some interest, even if I just chuck him as a reserve and just play him from there. I've just got to work out can, can I actually do it or not. So in reserve grade, he, he does have pretty good stats for him. Uh, and even if he goes onto the wing, he can play pretty decently there. Like, I'm seeing lots of 30s, not many 12s, right? Which is really what we don't want to see for um for wingers. So, look, uh, Smith Shields, he'll probably be in my reserve somewhere. So, looking at that, guys, unfortunately, there's not too many guys that we want because uh, Ricky Stewart is Ricky Stewart. So, who are we think wins this one? Mitch?
1: Uh, oh, I have got to go Cowboys, mate. Cowboys by 12 at least.
0: Excellent. Nick?
2: I've got the Cowboys by a teammate.
0: Yeah, and look, I'll, I'll de- definitely give them the 13-plus, the Cowboys here, just up in the heat uh, beginning of the season. Uh, maybe we'll get surprised, but I don't think so. So let's move on quickly. So we've got the Sharks versus the Rabbitohs, uh Saturday night at Points Bet Stadium. So, guys, Nico Hines is out. Raiden Trindle uh, comes in at half. Uh Oregon Confuci makes his club debut and Royce Hunt is out with the elbow injury still. So Brandon Hamlin, Ueli starts. The rest of the team is pretty much as it is from last year, apart from the fact that obviously Teague Wilton is starting on an edge uh, and Wade Graham is sitting there on the bench. And just with this bench, guys, so we've got Cameron McInnes, Wade Graham, Oregon Confuci and Jack Williams, who's probably filling in for Roycey Hunt. So with this in mind, guys... Wade Graham very much looks like the utility play, doesn't he, Mitch?
1: Yeah, he certainly does.
0: Uh, doesn't make me any more interested in him. No, than, no, uh, no. Friends, it's more, I'm just thinking Teague Wilton here. Like, they're probably going to need to see Wade Graham for if, like, one of the halves gets injured or really stinks it up, yeah?
1: Well, yeah, and I think that's how he should be used, right? It actually might reduce uh, Wade Graham's injury risk because he's just, you know, as opposed to trying to, Large people over on that edge, he might be more in, in the middle of the
0: field where he's up against guys who are close to his size. Fair enough. So, looking at, uh, looking at that, uh, Nick, you're still keen on T. Wilton on an edge? Mate, oh, I've had a bit of a
2: crisis. I, I want to carry him, but there's just... I like Garner, I like Katoa, I like Hopgood. And the fact that Jackson Ford has come, come in at 340k is just a bit of a lifesaver from a cap point of view, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's a bit bit tricky. I really liked him last week and then this week from a team construction point of view, I just don't know if I can fit him in at 536, I think he is. So, yes, yeah. I mean, no, I, just gonna...
1: 200k less, you get Jackson Ford and you can roll the dice there and then you can upgrade to a Murray or a Tarpany. It's a little bit of a no-brainer, although I would say Wilton is the much safer option.
2: He yeah. just costs the most out of all of them, though. You know. Yeah, so, I, I haven't yeah. got for
1: that reason because I want to make cash, and that's where I'm going to roll the dice.
0: Yeah, look, I I, I certainly had him in and out. It's just whether I go like him, like a guy like Tarpani, a cheap fella, or whether I go with uh, him and a guy like Egan Butcher for sort of that last two spots that I really want to fill in here. So, I guess we'll find out, right? We'll probably. I
1: certainly wouldn't hate him if he was in your team, right? It's not silly. That's it. Yeah, love it. I love him in your team.
0: Okay. And look, guys, there really just isn't uh isn't much value, unfortunately, in the rest of this team, just with the way that they're all playing here, unfortunately, for sharks. The only other guy we've got to talk about is obviously if we hear that Braden Trindle might be just say Nico Hines is out for four weeks with a calf injury, just say it's a grade two, grade three strain. Uh T uh Braden Trindle at two fifty K, partnering Manny Moyland, he'd be worth a look with an image. Yep. Absolute no brainer. If, if Hines is out for four weeks, I'd probably put him in tonight. Excellent. So really, the only side is there is saying that, look, until we know, I wouldn't want Trindle to see in your side because if Nico Hines is back one week, you've literally set fire to your trades. Like even if I'm looking at here, Trindle, if he gets, I don't know, 40 points round for one, he'll make 28K and then you'll set fire to a trade to get rid of him, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's look at the other side of the bench. So, with Rabideaux, uh look, Latro Mitchell is back. Shakiri Mitchell is on the bench. Uh, Isaac Thompson's on the wing with Tane Mills suspended for one round. Jai Arrow returns uh, to the starting side after playing off the bench. I believe that um, Jacob Host has dropped right out of the team. Is he injured? Does it. Nick, can I get you to look at that one, mate? See what happened, yeah, to Jacob? Because he's not anywhere in the 21. Uh, Anyway, moving on, while Nick looks that up, uh, Blake Taff is wearing the 14. Hame Sele is out with a calf injury. So, team is as expected, guys. The bench is Blake Taff, Michael Cheekham, who's probably playing that Jacob Host role, Davi Moali, and Shaq Mitchell. Uh, Daniel Saluka Fafita is all the way out at 21, so no chance of him playing. So, with that in mind, guys, uh, Latrell Mitchell, I know that we were watching him in the Charity Shield. Mitch, uh, what are we thinking? Should we, any interest in Latrell, or are we avoiding him round one?
1: I have to avoid him from a character point of view and I still do have some mild concerns over that ongoing hamstring complaint. But I tell you what, with the current rules and how South Sydney look, it is bloody tempting. The problem is Latrell; he's a suspension magnet. He's carrying that hamstring injury and we have major issues with character. And that's just to say every now and then, for instance, Drew, as we were talking about in that game against St. George, he could have easily cracked out 100 fantasy points. And he, he just tends to go a little bit missing, and, and there's no real rhythm or reason for it. I'm not staking my early picks on him. If you wanted something spicy towards the end of the season and you could get him a little cheaper, sure, but there are just. He's the most anti Mitch player in the entire NRL. I can't take him. He's everything I promised myself I won't do this year.
0: Fair enough. Nick, I... Uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing you're a Latrell as well, even with the goal kicking. No, nah,
2: no, no. I'm really tempted. Really tempted just based upon the potential change in the meta. So, it's just finding that sort of money. As I said, I, I can swap from Paddy Carrigan to Latrell, like, no problem. So, that that's just probably one of my things i got to think about over the next couple of days.
0: Well, look, mate, we can clearly watch. We can have Latrell watch to your thing if you do get him. Oh, so. please
1: do. Yep, both of them. I want to see both.
0: No no cleary, but but uh instead you've got Latrell. <laughs> so uh look I I must say I like Latrell. I think I would be closer to being on him if he the Souths had a bit of an easier run. But for me, they've just they've got such a tough early run here. Like I'm just am just pulling up what their run now for everyone at home, in case you haven't been looking. So they've got the sharks, panthers, Roosters, Seagulls, Storm, and then they get a bit easier with it. Like, but those first five games, they're all top teams apart from the Seagulls. Like, that's just it's just rough. I oh, know, yeah, I'm struggling there. And uh, oh, and the first three games are away from home as well. They don't play at home till round four against the Seagulls. Oh, and by the way, they get a couple of nice games: Bulldogs, Dolphins, and then. They get the Panthers, Broncos, Storm, Tigers, and Eels in succession after that. Yeah, I know. So I think Latrell, unfortunately, like will need to wait in the season for him to cut loose, right?
1: If he cuts loose at all, it's hard to predict it. It's a bit like the weather. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Nick looked like a genius. Take him, but I think that's pretty
0: much it. Let's crack on. Okay. Uh, guys, Isaac Thompson in the number of teams, around 20% of teams, uh, 319k. Mitch, are you on? Uh, not at the moment, I'm not, but that's just because I'm still really in the middle of constructing my team. Are either of you boys on him? I know I am. Uh, he's been in my side for a while because he just, in the couple of games he was in last year, averaged 40 points. So I uh, And it looks like a very busy player, running hard, breaking tackles in that real mold. Nick, are you keen? Yeah, keen has been, mate. Excellent. And look, the answer is, is that, look, Tane Mil may take his spot, but I think we're all pretty much thinking that Tane Mil probably deserves some time in reserve grade. Right, Nick? Oh, who knows what Jason Demetrio thinks. Sure, he's a pretty quiet fellow, isn't he? He doesn't really come out and do many interviews. Nah,
2: like legit no idea what he's thinking,
0: so we'll wait and see. Excellent. Okay, last guy that we uh, we want to talk about, a couple of guys here. Nick, you've got Davi Mawali here, something to talk about. What are we thinking?
2: Well, I just had a look at the bench, potentially. I'm not sure what sort of minutes he might get. I'm just thinking, you've got Shaqai Mitchell there. He's not going to play more than 20 minutes, right? He's he's like a 15, 20-minute player. So, David Wiley could pick up some more minutes, potentially. When well, especially you look with at Blake Taff
0: and Michael Cheekham in there, yeah.
2: That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it just seems like he could actually get closer to 40 minutes, like... Where's Tom Burgess?
0: Oh, Tom, Tom Burgess, Burgess is starting. starting. Mark Nichols is go. gone.
2: There you go. So, you know, maybe David Miley finally gets those minutes and comes good after he sort of burnt people last year, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah so look, if we pass what to be it's a of 50, Tom Burgess, he can put out 50 if he needs to, right? Kalon Matangi and Jairo, they can play sort of the full complement. Chi Kam will probably come and play a little bit of edge after Jairo moves to the middle. So yeah, so look, there's still some minutes left to be done, don't there? Like, probably closer to forty-five for Tommy Burgess. Yeah, I think forty for Tom. Yeah, easy. Well, in that case, yeah, there is definitely probably forty minutes out there for Davy. But potentially, I'm not. I'm not telling anyone to get him. It's just I'm just going to keep an eye on him. So what do you? Do I reckon what a one-game checker star on Davy. Like if he if he does get big minutes, take yeah. a second look.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: For sure. Because I know the last year I got burnt bringing him in, bringing him out. So, yeah, I will definitely want a game. Uh, other guy that we've got to look at here, guys. Again, this bench Taff, Chicam, Moali, and Shaq Mitchell. I can't see Cam Murray playing less than 70 minutes, Nick. Can you? No, I've got him locked in for 70 minutes and 67 fantasy points. Um, so, Lock him in. Because there's just no one left, right? With the uh with Havili now out for 3 months so Mitch i know that you're not necessarily great with Ken Murray being burnt out but if he's playing 70 minutes a game wouldn't you be keen
1: uh it depends on ownership let's
0: have a look
1: ownership cyber 19% yeah i i probably will find a way to put him in just because you know FOMO. but yeah. i do think he's going to pick up an injury I know it's coming but you know if everyone's on him then it doesn't really matter it's unlike Luttrell where it, it could matter for
0: me fair enough look he's certainly been in my side he's my vice captain and you will be my captain round three when clearly he has a week off to uh, probably think about how to scored two centuries in a row and make Nick sad so All right. I hope that's the reality we get to live in me too now Nick you also quickly want to chat Cookie because you think that this season's going to be a little bit more like 2021 so what do you think about Cookie
2: yeah, I like him. I can't afford him, but I really like him. The fact he has that clean run all the way through just gives him a bit of an edge over your grant, um, but he costs more, so I, I'm just not mad if anyone has him in their team and decides to captain him. I think it's a really nice pod
0: captain for the first 12 rounds. Mm. Well, he certainly scores well. He's a tackling magnet. He's been re-signed for three years, so obviously their physios have given him the mark of good health, right, Mitch?
1: Yeah, exactly right, and And look, I think he will benefit from the new rules and I don't hate him as a captaincy option in your team. I think he really flourished under Demetrio last year and I actually thought Cookie's play and fantasy points suffered under Wayne Bennett and I thought we saw some of his best play um, the last four or five years, last year. So Damian Cook passed the eye test, uh, solid fantasy performer and will likely continue to flourish in a pretty strong Rabbitohs unit who Mm -hmm. I think is going to contend for the premiership.
0: Yeah, Look, I know for me, I uh, if clearly for some reason you know got COVID, couldn't play, whatever else, you know, I wouldn't be mad if people shift over to cookie. Yep, agreed. Excellent. Okay, guys, we're up to the Sunday games, we're almost at the end here. Uh, let's let's crack through for these last ones. So, we've got the Dolphins versus the Aristos, guys. Huge news on this one, which is uh, obvious that you and A can made center, you know, biggest news, but no, it's also. Uh, Anthony Milford dropped. Isaiah Katoa starts at number six. So very big news there. Uh, no other major news uh, in the rest of the squad as expected. Uh, oh, Also, uh, another Panthers guy, Kurt Donahue, <laughs> makes his NRL debut off the bench as well. So I, I really don't have much data on Kurt Donahue here, but I can't see him playing many minutes. But Isaiah Katoa starting at 5'8". Nick, is he in your team? Yeah, he's a must. He's the only Dolphins player should be on your team, guys. Oh, you've you've really called on Hammer? Yeah, 100%. Excellent. Okay, Mitch, how about you, mate? Katoa, you keen? Been as a bean to take Nick's phrase. Okay. Oh, sorry, I was waiting to see if there was another phrase, but no, apparently keen as a bean is Nick's phrase. So, <laughs> yep. Good to that's know. His, that's, that's his phrase. Yeah, he's definitely my side too. So, guys, Ozai Katoa, stop what you're doing now. Pause the potty. Go get him. Come back to us. Uh, after that, guys, there's really, you're right, there's really not many Dolphins like you and A 100 grand overpriced. Sean O'Sullivan probably overpriced uh, or at value. I know we talked about Tommy Gilbert here. Nick, any interest in Tommy Gilbert?
2: I just think it's interesting. He's starting a lot. We weren't 100% sure where he'd be. The fact he's locked gives you a bit of certainty over his minutes, but
0: no, nah, I, I don't think anyone on the hot pod's interested. So, yeah, no, I I've, I think we've all kind of moved away. Now, look, we've got Ray Stone who looked good in the preseason, but he's on the bench here, guys. Uh, any interest in any of you guys at Ray Stone 257K starting prop, uh, Mitch?
1: No, not at this point, but I'm just looking at my team construction. I might have to grab him just so I can fit. Bloody Murray Haas Smith Cleary and Hastings all in. So at two fifty seven, it is a little bit, it is a little bit tempting, right? I need to find, I need to basically have four players at about two fifty. So I think he probably will end up in my team just because you know mids are a bit of a dearth, and at, at two fifty, it's it's not so bad. I can I can move on from him if he has a, a dud game. Yep. Yeah.
0: Now look, I at this stage I had him for a little while, but with Jackson Ford now and and uh, Hopgood who will also be a DPP uh, mid player. I think I can move away, pick up some of these other value players like Dury. Uh, all right. So let's look on the other side, guys. Rooster's team. Uh, Rooster's team is pretty much as expected, guys. Egan Butcher named on an edge. Joe Manu is out with that cheek injury, uh, which brings in Corey Allen at center. Uh the yeah, one to thirteen is, is expected. Bench has been interesting. Drew Hutchinson takes the utility role. And otherwise we've got Fletcher Baker, uh who White and Terrell May make up the rest of the bench. Joe Rear hardgroves is out with those back injuries as we talked about in the preseason, Mitch.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So it looks like it's less precautionary and more uh, something to be a little bit more concerned about. So As we sort of said, it's a known injury for Jared, but maybe father time's catching up. Uh, He did look a little bit below his best last year. I know at different times he was coming off the bench. So almost definitely some sort of discal complaint and uh, we'll just continue to monitor that, but they're quite unpredictable. Without actually assessing Jared, it's very difficult to say uh, when he'll be back or or what sort of uh, style he'll come back in or what kind of state he'll come back in. But I would say that um, he'll probably be carrying that for the remainder of the season if you're still having trouble with that.
0: Gross. Okay. Well, look, that possibly brings May to seventy-seven 277 mid, but I reckon we probably want to give him a week to see what's happening there with his minutes. Oh, yeah, at
1: least. And, and uh, you know, Jared could come back next week. It's just one of those yeah. injuries a bit like David Pengai. It's a bit unpredictable from a physio point of view because – They can be very painful and then they can come good and they could be very painful and stay not so good. So it's hard to say.
0: Fair enough. Well, look, uh, let's having a look here, guys. uh, The big news is, look, let's get this one out of the way. Brandon Smith, is he in all of our teams, guys? Yep. Nick? No, I'm I'm not 100% sure on him. Okay. uh, Now, just on the flip side here, mate, at 46.1% ownership, uh, where do you see the upside of not owning that's uh, a genuine question.
2: No, I just don't know if he's at value or not. At
0: forty break even.
2: What what what's he projected to get? 50 or something?
0: Uh close to. So I think uh with especially with Drew Hutchinson on the bench. I uh, yeah, I think that he's going to be playing a fair few minutes. I think Mr. Cheese. So yeah, I, I just don't like what I've been
2: hearing from him. I've heard him like on social media and interviews and stuff like that i just don't love his attitude i know he's a gun player but i just don't love it so it's not a character thing i just genuinely think it might affect his
0: on-field performance personally fair enough look uh let's winding ignoring the 2021 where games over 50 minutes he averaged 54 right in uh 63 minutes but that was valandi's ball let's go back to one back to 2020 Uh, where Cam Smith was still tooling about, but on the games where Cam missed and he played big minutes, averaged 54.8.
2: And he went straight back into my side.
0: Yeah. And uh, look, even last year, where he only played a few games from hooker, games over 50 minutes, uh, averaging 46. But there were a couple of games where, like they were other real tough games where he was busted in those. So... Yeah, so, so look at, at sides where he's fully fit and playing in position. Yeah, we're talking 50 somewhere. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay, I'm in. Excellent. Okay, moving on for the rest of the squad, guys. Uh, I think that most of us have gone off Joseph Sueli'i. Mitch, yourself? Was never on him. Fair enough. Nick?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Nah. Yeah, look, for me, I think it just that trial game where he got sh- uh, shown up a little bit. Uh, first of all, uh, in the speed department, but then also in the tackling department by Oluquadu. Uh, I think we uh, we saw that he probably just needs a bit of development time there. So we'll, we'll probably see the best as the season goes on. One guy we do need to talk about, guys, Egan Butcher, 561k on an edge. Has a pretty good history there. Very highly rated uh, as an edge back rower. I know, Nick, you were saying that you couldn't afford Teague Wilson, so I'm guessing Egan Butcher's out of reach for you as well. I just think, based
2: upon Hopgood, Garner, Katawa, Wilton, I just think he's probably the last of those guys.
1: He's the most expensive, personally, so I'm not interested. Fair enough. Uh, Mitch, no interest. I think Crichton will be back to take his spot eventually.
0: Uh, just on on the side, they'll be back eventually, but they have asked for salary cap relief for Crichton, which indicates at least twelve weeks of missing play. So the, uh, the guy that's coming back at that time is to be expecting Tupanur back around round 10. Damn, I can't squeeze him into my team. Fair enough. And look, that, that's that been the issue for me as well is that that price, there's just so many other quality edge forwards like Katara and Co. who are just like 120K less. Like, you know, I, I'd be wanting to sell Katara sort of when he got around 600K, whereas Egan Butcher, I really got to get him up to 700 or a bit more to really make my money, right?
1: Is there's a lot of cash we made up, but he could do it. He could do it if Crichton's gone for that long. That's yeah,
0: and that's he's, he's, he's a good player. Days. He's outside Kiri, uh, so he'll be getting some decent ball on attacking side, which starts with the Dolphins. So, anyway, that's that's why I was looking at here and the fixtures. First five rounds we have Dolphins, Warriors, Rabbitohs, which isn't great, and then a bye, which is actually not great, and then the Eel Storm, Sharks. So yeah, I'm cooling. It's a little actually a bit yucky. Yeah. So look, I I think I I don't mind if he's in your team, guys. I just figure there's so many edge forwards. You know, we can probably avoid Surely him. Surely you've
1: got Ford, Katoa, Garner, Hopgood uh, all above him, right? And they're cheaper, all of them.
0: I I'd have I'd have Egan Butcher above. Uh, probably safer to be than Garner and Ford, but he's more expensive than the milk.
1: Yeah, for sure. quite a bit more expensive and and it means we you know you're gonna have trouble hitting fitting in Haas, Murray, Cheese etc.
0: Well that's the that's the problem we're trying to fix all day so yep okay so look Egan Butcher not mad if he's in there but just check your squad composition uh let's quickly go through the rest here guys is there anyone else uh James Tedesco is at 25% ownership guys uh is this because he's just a very name recognizable player for people who don't play very much Mitch? Uh, I know he's a traditional slow player. Do you expect much change this year?
1: No, I don't, and he'll be a year slower. Uh, We know that he's going to have a down period probably sometime during Origin. Pick him
0: up at round 20. Yep. Nick, uh, do you agree on that assessment? Yep. Excellent. So, look, guys. uh, Oh, Sammy Walker. Nick, you've put him down. What are you thinking? He's just spicy. I'm not
2: mad if anyone picks him up. He's spicy. I think... The potential rule changes in the meta gives him a bit more upside, particularly with his running game and his passing game. I just really like him as a really spicy choice. But as I said, I'm opting for Johnson.
0: No, I got you. Look, and he's, he's very much fills a similar role. He's uh, about 100K more, unfortunately, or 60, 70K more. So he's got to break him to 44, 638K. He does kick goals. He is in a good squad. But yeah, I've just... um. I'm not sure. I think if Geary went down, I'd be more interested. Yeah. Oh, look, if he was playing with with a guy like Mano, you you reckon? Oh. Geez, I'd be on him like a fat kid at Christmas. (laughs) Fair enough. So, uh, with that in mind, guys, yeah, look, he's certainly spiced for me. I know a few guys have been high on him. I don't have him, but yeah, I do get the point there. I just got a guy like Jackson Hastings who's playing uh, against outside someone like Ponga who I just don't see being as involved. So same price. So with that in mind, guys, uh, Dolphin's inaugural game against the Roosters. How do you think it's going to go, Nick?
1: Roosters by 24.
0: Mitch? I don't think they'll blow them up. I've got Roosters by 14. Yeah, look, I've got Roosters by 20. I think it's it's not going to be great, unfortunately. Uh, last game, guys. They've saved the West Tigers for the time to last. Now, this oh, was possibly Lord. the worst game last year by far uh,
1: it it wasn't possibly it was it was i think that helped me win beat someone in the fantasy finals though didn't it it was a, it was an important game for me i'm sure I
0: don't know, man. it certainly saw you into the finals i'm pretty sure you stood right there but uh nick uh yeah i know that we watched that game that was pretty bad wasn't
2: it yeah man oh my god
0: and that that final second try because of that poor kick that they finally got a try Poor Titans to beat the uh, Tigers.
2: Oh, mate. So sad.
0: Uh, well, I guess that's what happens when you get six points worth of penalty goals. So, a few changes in the team, guys. Look, Dane Laurie is back. Uh, Charlie Staines wins an edge spot. Luke Brooks back from his calf injury. Stefano wins the prop roll. Uh, we've got Joe Offengawi at 13. Uh, guys, if you've got Appy at home, I'm just going to write him off now because we've got Jake Simpkin on the bench. So it looks like happy season is probably only 60 minutes worth. Uh, and, guys, the other thing is, is that we see the return of Alex Twal along with Fenua Pauly and Asu uh, Kapoa So with that in mind, guys, uh, we also see Sean Bloor on an edge, but John Bateman is likely back next week. And Tommy Talao is in the centres. So look at this, guys. Tommy Talao, 250k, dual edge center uh sorry wing fullback center so nick is he in your side nah nah i've ditched him you've ditched him he's gornsky's okay so you just you just got better value there so so who's who's holding down the uh reserve spot on your team
2: no one at this stage i've got to work that out it it might be harley smith shields i think but i'm not sure
0: excellent uh Mitch, how about you, mate? You looking at Tommy
1: Talao? I'm considering going full retard and having Smith Shields, Thompson, and Talao as my three centers.
0: Yeah, look, I'm pretty much at the moment where I've got Alamotti, uh, Alamotti, Thompson, and it's either going to be Talao, Smith Shields. I'm just not sure who yet.
1: It's a bit scary, but, like, I don't know. That DPP is pretty pretty spicy, and I think the Tigers will be pretty good.
0: That's true. And they'd, it's not like they have got many options at centre this year. So he's a uh, good player. He's a good player. Yeah. So and he'll be getting good, good ball by Dewey. So hopefully, if Dewey's learned how to pass this year with all that passing training that Benji's getting everyone to do. Oh no. Two hundred passes a day, Mitch. <laughs>
1: Mate, Wayne Bennett. Perfect practice makes perfect. Not just practicing. Like whatever. That doesn't make me feel any better
0: about this situation. Okay, so look, I guess 50-50 on Talau. if you got him, you just make sure he's in your emergency somewhere. Uh, look, guys, a lot of people, a lot of people have jumped on Adam Dewey lately, Look good in the trials, kicking goals, uh, averaged pretty well, and in a team that's doing better, might actually start getting some of those attacking stats back up again. Nick, Adam Dewey, has has he crossed your mind at any point in the preseason?
2: Yeah, of course he has. He's, he's a gun, I just don't... I don't trust it, so I am avoiding, I'm opting for Birdo at that sort of price range.
1: I was just thinking that I think I'd take Birdo for 50k less, right? Yeah, look,
0: I've i certainly been seeing that. The only thing is, is that I think that Adam Dewey does like to drink a little bit more of the milkshake than Burton is the only thing that I'd say there's, Like Burton can occasionally go missing. So the beginning of the end of last year kind of showed that sometimes. Which he I think he that-
1: can, but he's a better player on a better team. Hmm. Interesting. Not by much, but he's a much I, I do think he's a better player on a better team. And he's cheap. Fair enough. Cheaper. Yeah, look, I, I certainly... I'd probably go Hastings at that point, right? Hundred and thirty K less for someone who we the, know The numbers suggest go
2: with Dwayne, but my gut says go with Birdo, so I'm
1: I'm not disappointed if anyone decides to go with Dwayne. Yeah, I, I don't hate the decision. I just I agree with Nick, I'd go Berto.
0: Yeah, I'm also struggling to spend one seven or 1.8 million on two halves. Like if you've got Cleary and the way here, I think you've, you've spent a lot of cash. That sort of worries me a little bit. All right. Uh, Looking through the rest of the squad guys, we're almost there. Uh, Look, I think we've got Apikar, so we just wrote him off. Now guys, Sean Bloor, he's 250Ks on the edge, but surely John Bateman's going to come back and steal his lollies in a week or two. Right, Nick? Totally. Yep. Write him off. Yep. Let's write him off. So, with that in mind, guys, we also wrote of Charlie Staines and Lukey Brooks in the preseason. last guy I've got to talk about, though, is Stefano Udo Ikemanu, 398K middle. So, guys, starting in a squad, he does have uh, Paul a, uh Alex Twal, uh, both of those guys on the bench, because uh, Asu uh, Kapoa he's actually an outside back. So, with that in mind, uh, are we interested in Stefano? Do you reckon he's probably got, what, 45 minutes there, Nick?
2: Yeah, I don't know. This is, Yeah, I didn't expect Capola I mean, um, to be in Jersey 17. So, I'll pr- probably have to go back to the drawing bots to see if uh, Uto is a good pickup. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the, I'm just I'm just looking here. I'm just thinking that, look, Clemmer will probably play 50-55. He's got that big motor. Joe-O, 55 uh but look Stefano, like Tile can probably play 55 as well but Stefano, what 40 45 I, I seriously I think that was the number that we needed him to play right Nick
2: I don't know I have to have a look I'm not sure I can't yeah can't well, say a physical buy not
0: fair enough look in my mind he was pretty much like a point nine two point nine three ppm type of guy he did look very good in the preseason I know for me i will be sort of looking around do i have 400k left over can i can i fit him in somewhere so he's certainly of interest to me uh it's just one of those ones where at some point there will be a bit of a shuffle there so having a look here his break even is what 27 so yeah look 40 minutes at a 0.9 ppm will make some money
2: yeah, I don't love the job security with them not having their full complement of forwards. So, yeah, I probably would avoid it just just based on that, right?
0: Yeah, probably give it a week maybe if you've if you yeah. got some concerns. Yeah. Definitely don't start with him. Put him on your bench somewhere. <laughs> uh, looking at the rest though, guys, let's flip to the other side of the sheet. Uh, Titan's team, Tanner Boy, guys, I'm ringing the bell, a big boom for Tanner. Uh, in this side because he is the number seven to start the season. Uh, Nick, have you got Tanner Boyd? Yeah, mate. Is he starting at half or is he on your bench? No, he's on the bench. He's on the bench. How about you, Mitch? Boom. Excellent. He's he's off my bench. Yeah, me too. Uh, He might actually end up as my starting half opposite Cleary, though I do like the coverage that he gives there. So he's the perfect 14th man. Uh, And just leave him there until he stops scoring points. Other guys that we quickly got to talk about, guys, is uh, Cam Pereira. So, AKP, if you see that. Uh, That's for Alofiana Cam Pereira. He's starting 230K as a winger, one of the few cheap, super cheap outside backs. Nick, you interested or do you reckon it's a bit of a miss with AKP? Nah, I'm going sliny. That's my choice. Fair enough. How about yourself, Mitch?
1: You know... We're going to talk about the Dragons in a second. I don't know why I'm going Sloan. I think it's because I need to suffer and have a Dragons player on my team, but I'm going Sloan. Massacus. Fair enough. It's a stupid pick, but we're doing it. Let's do it. Why Look, not? Look,
0: It might be AKP for me, and then if he doesn't take off, I might swap him to Sloaney at some point. So
1: Sloan's the better player, but his coach hates him, and he's on probably one of the worst teams in the league.
0: Mm. It's,
1: it's so so hard, How much better are the Titans? Jeez, I don't know. It's like for like, I think Sloane's the better player though. Sloan, you know, watching him at Magic Round, Sloan has a ridiculous ceiling. He's just got a ridiculously bad coach. Yeah, he certainly does. <laughs> so
0: that's a person whose ceiling is equal and opposite to the quality of the game. <laughs> mm. Okay, guys, another thing here is that preseason spicy pick Aaron Clark uh did not get the thirteen roll like we hoped. So oh, yeah, he's a bust, unfortunately, with Isaac Liu there because his DPP just hasn't panned out. He won't get it. Uh, also, having a look at this, guys, uh looks like Jamin Jolliffe is the starting prop with uh, Mo Fonoweka coming off the bench. So, look, I don't think there's very variant either there. They kind of steal each other's lunch. Nah, don't worry. Now, but, look, Dave Fafita, guys, definitely starting at on an edge. There's no one in the side who's going to steal a spot from him this year. There's just no depth. Like... I can't see who'd be playing for him now anymore. Like, Joe Stimson is not really the best option. So, with that in mind, guys, David Fafita, would any of you guys be mad if you saw him in someone's squad? No, it's spicy. The The only thing I'd say, I think we've said this several times, there's so many good edge forwards, right? Like, just why are we spending 700K to fix this position, which really isn't a problem, right? Yep, yep. exactly right. Excellent. Oh, I don't love it. No. So... With that in mind, guys, uh, that's pretty much the end of the guys that we want to talk about there. The rest of the squad is, as they look, the bench for this squad. Uh, like, obviously, Jamin Joliffe has made the top squad. So, bench is Jaden Campbell, Aaron Clark, Mo Fonawake, and Joe Stimson. So, yeah, nothing exciting here. Uh, so, moving on, guys. Sorry, Nick's giving me the wrap-up signal. Uh, who do we think is going to win, Nick? I got Tigers by four. Mitch? I guess by 18. And look, I actually have the Titans. I've got the Titans by eight. So I reckon... Ooh, sandwich? I'll, I'll do whatever the line is. No. Straight. Uh, I'll come back to you in that one. I'll have to think about it. Howard. <laughs> Coward. Mate, uh, I, you owe me seven sandwiches. I, I got to make sure that I get the most out of it. <laughs> can't give me away willy-nilly. That's how I don't end up owing someone seven sandwiches.
1: Oh, I lost like freaking 10 or some outrageous number to some stupid bet I made. Yeah, I've got to be emotionally void this year. <laughs> <laughs> I get carried away with dragons and silly things.
2: The line is uh, Tigers favoured by two and a half, so it's a really tight line.
1: Pretty much a pick em.
0: Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'll take it, Mitch, if you want. What, you want the line or you want I'll Australian? take the line. I'll take the line, two and a half. No, I don't love it. Uh fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Cow. No anyway. Moving on. Uh, let's have a look at the dragons, guys. And look, we pretty much said in the preseason that you don't want to be spending a bunch of money on guys who aren't playing around one. So let's look at the cheapies. So really there are only two. So guy's Sloan, uh two fifty K. It's likely that he's the fullback because uh it's pretty much a certainty here, uh that the look, there's really no one else to play the position. So with that in mind, Mitch, is he in your team?
1: He is. He is. I've got to have a dragon in there, don't
0: I? Fair enough. Uh, how about yourself, Nick? Yeah. Excellent. And look, I don't at this stage, because I want 21 starting players round one, I figure that I can move to Sloan for whoever fails to fire or who looks really bad. I can sort of swap them over, because there's always someone. And Ben Murdoch-Masilla, guys, I'm assuming that we've got Sloan. We're not playing Ben Murdoch-Masilla as well in our squad.
1: I don't feel good about it. I'm I am. I am. I'm trying. Oh, oh, Nick, I'm trying are. to minimize. The- I'm trying to minimize the pain. Okay. At, at two fifty, I'm tempted. I tell you what, Nick. He passed
0: the eye test in Charity Shield. Just yeah, saying. starting edge. He's going to be DPP. So, so Nick, you, you, you got him in your squads, even though he's not playing. Yeah, so funny. Nice. Fair enough. Okay, so Nick's got nineteen starting players for round one. Uh, which I'm is tempted. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. fine. They're not scoring. What are you talking about? No. Sorry, no, yeah, well, 19, 19 active players. Let's go with that. Yeah, I haven't bought Ben Hunt and Jack DeBellin, stuck them on my bench. <laughs> That's true. That's true. you got 500K of the best, yeah, sitting on there. Gotcha. Uh, for me, I haven't got either, but I reckon they're going to be my emergency slap buttons uh, to jump out to in case someone goes wrong. So, look, I but, yeah, if either of them are on your bench, that seems fine. So, guys, we're almost at the end of the potty. Uh, let's talk about the Boom Bust of the Week. So, guys, uh, we'll probably talk about a couple of guys who we really think are going li- to like light off here. So it doesn't have to be one. We can talk about a couple just because it's Teamless Tuesday. We're building a whole squad. So with that in mind, guys, look, I think the biggest boom this year for me is going to be Jermaine Hopgood. I think he should be probably your 14th or 15th man. Just sit him there and enjoy 40, 50, 60 points a week. Uh Otherwise, i got Isaiah Katoa, 230K. I think if he's won that spot over at the Dolphins, I think if he gets three or four good games, he will make a serious amount of cash. He's a very, very good player. And I think even Wayne Bennett hates playing young players. So if he's picked him, he must be very good. And the last guy I've gone, a bit of a sideways guy, Sonny Luke. I figure that if this oh. Panthers bench plays out like I think that it's going to play, and he's going to get sort of 45 to 55 minutes a game, at 250k as a bit of a crafty hooker, I think you're going to get your cash from him. I don't think he's as big a boom, but I think that you need a 250k guy to talk about, right? and' I'll bust Buster's obviously Milford because he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I would say Buster SJ, but he might actually have a good game first up. <laughs> uh, Mitch, how about you, mate? Who's your big boom? Who, who are you expecting uh, to lift off? I think
1: Payne Haas will be very, very good. I think he's on a good team. It's much more stable. Uh, they've had a year of this construction on their belt, so I think you can't go wrong with him. Don't overthink it. And then the bust is Anthony Milford, who was my uh, spicy take for 2023, and he hasn't even been named in the freaking starting squad. Thank you, Wayne Bennett. Woof. Nick. I'm booming SJ. And
0: Wilbrick, and I'm busting Nico Hines. I think it's the only way I'll be able to bust him. yeah definitely this week uh yeah don't start with nico wines in your side if you picked him up in draft you just got to wear it for a week of course uh so guys let's talk about captaincy this week so look i've captain for me this week i've got nathan cleary and i've got vice captain murray because i'm i'm going big with the boys and i've got as my spice captain i have captain turbo if you really want to go there but he's probably not going to play this week. Whoa. The guy who I think would be super spicy because he'd be running up against Sean Bloor uh, would actually be David Feta this week. Because he's yeah he's, he's running up against a guy who hasn't played a full game in 12 months on an edge. So how about yourself, Mitch? Who have you got?
1: As captaincy, I've got Nathan Cleary and Payne Haas for my vice. Don't you yeah. think it. Excellent. Uh Nick? I don't have Cleary, but I
2: think he should be your captaincy choice this week, and Murray or Haas as your vice. As a spicy, I've got Teddy though, because aren't they versus the Dolphins this week? Yeah, versus the Dolphins.
0: That could be a cricket score. We could do. I like it. So Nick, if he's if he's the best captain option this week, can you just quickly talk us through why you don't own him? What do you mean? Well, like you're recommending me as the captain for a guy you don't own. Yeah, that's all right. I can do that. <laughs> okay, right. Let's let's. What do you, what do you mean? I, well, I don't
2: want to pick him up. He's got to buy around three. Why would I want to pick him up?
0: Okay, fair enough. Okay, and look, we've got no trades this week. So, guys, uh, we've got some questions. We probably should r- roll through those. So, let's let's have a look at the questions we've got here. Nick's got them down there. Nick, how about you take us through the questions? Because I think the people at home have definitely heard enough from me if they've still made it all the way here.
2: Uh, Brenton, long time listener
0: Real skinny in the back five Loads of edges though
2: Would you go Wilton or Walsh or Staggs? I'd go Wilton Mitch, what's your choice?
1: Oh, you can't go Walsh because he's injured And Stags is a bit of a risk So you have no freaking choice, do you? you gotta go Wilton mm. Stu, do you agree? I with think, everyone's, I think uh, everyone's, everyone's Team, everyone's compo- thin in the back team five.
0: composition though Just make sure that you've got some coverage somewhere But yes, look, the answer is Out of those three, Wilton's the choice From Crichton,
2: he's asking, is it worth starting with Tedesco Mitchell? I think yes. Um, Based upon potential meta change, I think it's good to have some exposure to some gun wing fullbacks this year as a decent rule. I'm not doing it, but I want to. Um, So I think it is worth starting with them. Scott has asked, I'm liking Egan or Little. Do you think either will score average 50s?
0: Stu, do you think either of them was average fifties? I think Egan is more likely to than little because I think that the Warriors will still be better than the Tigers this year. but no, I think both will struggle for there. I think if you Yeah, I'm struggling. No, can't do it.
2: And Jaden has written in thoughts on whether to go RFM or Wilson. Stu again. What do you
0: reckon? <sighs> it's a really good question. I think I think in this particular case, I think RFM will probably shift around a little bit because uh, They do have Preston on the bench there. So I think that probably Wilton's is a little bit safer. Uh, But really, we're we're talking about various levels of risk here. So I'd probably just say Wilton by a hair.
2: Agreed. And the last one's from Chris. He's asking about his team composition for 21 players. He's got essentially seven guns, seven middies, and seven basement price cheapies. He's wondering if he's got too many cheapies.
0: And, um, oh, I think seven's too many personally. Uh, Stu, yeah. do you agree? Yeah, look, it, when he says seven cheapies, he's talking about like seven bargain basement, like 230 or 250k players. Yeah, I'm, I look before I go into I'm just quickly looking at my squad, make sure I'm not about to make a myself. I got myself. seven,
1: I got seven. I don't trust him, I probably so. did, But I, I have seven, but I'm currently looking at my team with 350K in the cap, so I have some flexibility. I think that's too many because I'm looking at my team thinking there's too much risk. I there. think
0: five or six, right?
1: Look, I, yeah. I think six at a max.
0: Yeah, oh, even even with even. the guys like... I'm, I'm thinking here like Warbrick and Alamotti are certainly good quality. I think you can take a pun on guys like Katawa and Duri just because you know that they're starting. And there are a couple of others that we can kick a guy at, like you know, whether it be Luke or a few of the other guys. So yeah, so what? Yeah, we're probably talking about like five, maybe six. Yeah, I, I think six is the limit. I well, think. I think ha- how many can Walbrek, you score?
1: Dury, Warbrick, Katoa, Lone, maybe, maybe Shields or Murdoch, Masilla. They'd be who I'd be thinking. Yeah, oh, and Talau. You got Talau. Talau's guaranteed as well.
0: Yeah. That's it. Like, oh, I can really six cost. at a max. There aren't many. Yeah, there aren't many guys worth owning there. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would probably cut one gun down and spread the cash around a little bit. That's me. Oh, yeah. So, that's all the questions, man. Excellent. Uh, well, look, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for everyone at home for listening to our t- round one Teamless Tuesday. Uh, palooza which nick <laughs> really rolls off the tongue bro but uh no look thank you everyone for listening thank you mitch and nick for joining us we really appreciate it thanks man and no worries mate look all the best for your teams guys uh feel free to share at your teams as well i know that i've shared mine the guys will share theirs over the next little while once they finish building it as to where they think they'll be going uh, Mitch, Mitch has thumbs down there. I think that's what the public's going to do to his team when he shares it. That's and, right. Oh, mate! Before on the podcast, we have got to share our teams. So no, I don't share <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, just just your terrible opinion. No, I got gotcha. you. So exactly. Anyway, thank you everyone at home for listening. Hopefully enjoying this, and really good luck this year. Uh, this is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. Signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boomer Boss Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.